Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBetta. I like to smoke them like the Prince Churchill. Check, 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 no, check. All right. I think I'm going to switch to whiskey. Cold, cold. No more Bloody Mary? I don't know. I need, I need something different. Okay, we got audio. I hear it on here, too, Hello. so we're muting that. Fly me to all the right. Moon. Let's cue it up from the beginning. I, the I can't do the intro. Why not? Just the intro. Like, I have to do the whole video. You can't fast forward. Uh, they can hear you, you dope. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I know they can. All right. I mean, you want me to do the whole video no, again? Four no, 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 no. We're not gonna waste another four minutes. Well, I, guess, I guess they saw it. It's pretty much the same music. And they probably heard it too. They probably, why would they have heard it? Because the audio, that audio feed was working, not the, not this audio feed. You sure? Yeah. Because we, we heard it up here. We what face? We heard it up here. You're the one who thought he'd be here on time. Fly me That's to not the moon. Well, welcome back, everybody. Kiss yeah. my ass. Hey. Hey. Welcome to our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. If you didn't hear it the first time, that's technically the 501st time now. I've right, it, right. This is the 500th episode of KMA Talk Radio. We are broadcasting live from sunny South Florida with our gang here. The man they call the goat, Alavella, Paul DeGrasso. And in from the mid-regions of North Carolina. North Carolina. Ah, thank God. I was blacking out for a second. William the Scoop Cooper. You got in what, last night? Yeah, I got in uh, when I saw you. Pretty much. I, that's when I drove in, yeah. You well, drove right here? You didn't go to a hotel first? I didn't go to a hotel. I said, I'm, I'm stopping by. I need a smoke. But I, I made really good time because I didn't leave till late. That's a drive, man. Uh, nine hours. Nine hours. And I only stopped once there. So. You Did you it. stop at Bucky's? You hit it good. Yeah. Gary Brooks. This is now episode 501. <laughs> 501. 500A. 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 There you go. 500A. Yeah. So we got people from near and far. We mentioned it earlier in the show when no one yeah. can hear us, but it's got a great crowd in here. People we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. People came far away. Um, Rick Girardi, the writer and uh, singer of our theme song for KMA Talk <laughs> Radio. Um, just, just very good group. It's good to be doing it live. One of the reasons why we stopped doing things live here in Boynton Beach we were talking about is technical difficulties. We got everybody back. And what did you guys think about the new intro? Did anybody catch it? Yeah? You're the only one? Thank Good job, he was, wa- he was watching. Give it up Thank for Jeff. I mean, I got it. Thanks, Jeff. Paul wasn't demoted. I that was a brand new KMA yeah. intro. No, he's I don't, I don't know whether... Is there a... Of course. I mean, what's, what's less than where you can put Paul? He's not the, on the show. Well, no, that's, he's, that's at the, the he's the lead guy still. He's the number one. He was the intro. No, dude. They always, 
do the big guy at the end. Oh, I know. And the end is the big guy. Yeah. But then isn't the second biggest guy the um the intro? The, the, is it? I don't know. Okay. We just get him out of the way. Reverse order. Then we, we go in reverse order. Yeah, reverse order. I go. I go first. Uh, just get him first. We get him out of the I, way. I, I literally did it from tenure. Yeah. To least important. It's like, you know, in a TV show, they say the last like person to here, it's and, yeah. and then it went to least important. Okay, makes sense. That's how we did it. Yeah. Oh, all sense. right. Yep. Well, I couldn't include you in tenure because then you'd be ahead of two. I'd be ahead of so everybody we went, but you. We went tenure for us three and least important for you. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it was a new intro. Next week, hopefully, you guys will catch it, but we worked a little bit on it. We went a lot of different directions, but it's nice to change things up, and I thought episode 500 would be a good time. Um, catch people at home up a little bit. We found our dummy dialer archives. Those we are going to be back up. He, Alex, I, I didn't realize this. Alex had never heard him. He's oh, coming to my office laughing. Epic. epic. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he was laughing yesterday. Are we going to cure that up? Huh? Mm-hmm. You want to you start with dummy? Might as well give somebody to oh, laugh about. Yeah. yeah. No, epic, 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 epic We're going to queue up one of the dummy dialers that we pulled out of our archives. Okay. So let me give everybody a history of anybody who doesn't know how dummy dialers started. So back when there was real yellow pages, we took an ad in the Yellow Pages for some insane odd reason. Because at that time, digital ad Yellow Pages were just starting, so they had some kind of promo when you took a regular Yellow Page ad, you got the digital ad and whatever. So I tried it out. And, um, and it's really crazy because when I got in this business, advertising in the Yellow Pages was a must. It was a must. My kids don't even know what a yellow page is. I was going to say, do you, your kids no. know what? Yeah. No, but no. I, I bet you 20-year-olds don't know what a yellow page is. So it was a must. And um, K2, Kratom, Potpourri, fake marijuana was just blowing up in this country. Bath salts, that whole crap. And we started getting 30, 20, 30-plus calls a day from around the country for people looking for this product. And really, honestly, I'm not kidding. It was starting to demoralize the staff. They just got sick of answering the phones, listening to this shit. They were getting tired of it. So I said, screw it. Let's just have fun with it then. We bought a recorder. And when, we, when these people would call, we would dummy dial them. We would, we would prank them. And some of these are epically historic. Some of these are 12 minutes long. Um, multiple phone calls back and forth. And um, we, it, 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 it got to the point where all the regulars in the shop we're in on it. So like when we get a call and, oh, crap, oh, oh, hold on one second, please. We got a live one. Everybody would be quiet. <laughs> and we get by and we set this whole thing up. So that's how that started. And eventually that dried up and people stopped calling. And then I converted it to messing with manufacturers. I played pranks on um, Nesta Miranda, Marvin Samuel, Pete Johnson, Nimish Desai, um, <laughs> Keith Parks. Uh, so it was a slew of manufacturers. I ended up doing this, and eventually just died out. They all started getting privy to the, the prank. They knew. Yeah. So um, this is from one of the earlier ones. I'm not sure which ones Alex's going to play, but we're going to play a couple of them for you itchy, today. Itchy, no, itchy balls. Play the last no? one first. Okay. What's the last suppository. one? Suppository. <laughs> this one's actually funny. I heard it last night. So this one we called suppository. Go ahead and play it. Hello, this is Sidewinder talking. How can I help you? Yeah, I was uh, wondering if you carry the uh, K2 Spices. K2 Spice? No, son, they don't have the K2 legal anymore, son. What they have now, they have what they call the Dirt Diggers. Okay, and uh, how much of those? The Dirt Diggers, they come in uh, 12 capsules for nine ninety five, and they also come time-released. 
They're three, six, 12, up to 18 hours. The kids are all buying them up. They're loving them. Damn, they're actually capsules, though? They don't have the stuff they used to have? No, because all the government now is cracking down and all the stuff they're smoking, so now they make them capsules. But you don't take them orally. They're suppositories. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But they, um, work, they work great. Where are you located? We're down by the tower right next to the river in center town. Um, like if I, are you close to Meta, Georgia at all? We're right by there. Yeah? Yeah, but I'm telling you, the suppositories work great. You don't got a problem with sticking stuff up your butt, do you? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, but I just asked, um, so there's nothing else like at Not all? Not legal, no, son, no. Man. It's just a little uh, push. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but, uh... <laughs> I, I'll help you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, What's nice is it lasts as long as you want. So you want to stop in three hours or stop in three, you want to stop in six. They go all the way up to 18 hours. Yeah, that's pretty intense. They, they, and it's the same effect? It's the exact same effect. The kids are even liking them better. They come in here and go in the bathroom and stick it in right away. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'll keep in touch with you, man. Listen, you come in, I'll give you a free shampoo. You go in, you try it. Yeah, yeah, but, oh, man, I appreciate that. You coming in? You want me to save you something? Uh, I'll think about it. I'll let you know. You just ask for Sidewinder. Sidewinder. All right, dog. All right, buddy. Peace. Wow. They, no, no one ever, it, 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 I'm telling you, these got absurd, the stuff we would tell them. And it never deterred them. I mean, some of these are really going to be funny, as you'll hear throughout the day. But, and, and never a physical address. It was, I would always say we're by the water tower, because there's a water, by water tower. By the water tower, by the river. Right. Every yeah, and yeah, like yeah, every yeah, town, there's a water tower. And they would give me reference. Yeah, we're right by later. You know? Oh, my and God. It, these were brilliant. These were brilliant. We had a lot of fun. And it turned something really like aggravating to the staff they looked forward to these calls it made our day it made the customer days we would cry at some of these and some of the times guys had to leave the shop because they couldn't refrain from the dialogue that was going on so we got a couple more treats for you as far as uh, dummy dialers uh during the course of the show today um being that we are now behind schedule i see no reason we don't get our first guest on now are you planning on playing the intro oh we can Should yeah absolutely you? yes play the intro that way we can call him over uh hold on all a right, second it's time to meet that maker we're gonna bring on rafael nodal from ultimate i want all of you to get up out of your chairs i want you to get up right now and go to the window open it and stick your head out and yell it's time to meet your maker There's your mic. Hello. Hi. Hello, guys. Are you, having a, are you having a good time? Yeah. Are you having a good time? That is amazing. 500 episodes, right? 500 of anything is a lot. So 500 Saturdays is an amazing thing. So congratulations. And you've been on a lot of them. Be, well, I have listened to and most of them, by the way. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. Trust me. You, you, I always put hello from Madrid, hello from wherever I am. Living mostly, your best life. I was that's just going to say. That should yeah. be your hashtag. It's rare to have Living you in the States. Living my best life. 
I am. I am trying. But you know, that's hard work. Even to live well is a hard work, Absolutely. right? And, uh, but anyway, thank you for having me here. Congratulations on the show. And what an amazing day. A lot of you guys, I know them for the show. Some of the things I've been here uh, to introduce my new cigar, the Aging Room, Cuatro Nicaragua. So that is an amazing occasion. Uh, you guys, some of you, well, some of you are already lighting up uh, that cigar, right? Okay, great, great. By the way, I just want to say, what an amazing shirt. I have to tell you, I need yeah. one of those shirts, eh? In triple X, triple X. So the Cuatro Nicaragua Sonata. You guys, you know, Sonata is a form of um, music. Um, and I'm a musician, but I wanted to have my own Sonata because you got people like Bach, Beethoven, Rachmaninoff, and they have their own Sonata. And I like, I'm not comparing myself to them, by the way. And I, uh, I did my own Sonata, which is uh, with, not with notes, but with tobacco leaf. And it's dedicated to Nicaragua. Nicaragua has been an amazing place for us. As you know, after this, we have uh, factories in, in Nicaragua. We have factories in Dominican Republic, in Honduras. And we work with fantastic partners, both Placencia and Eje Fernandez, where we're making this. Nicaragua is the land of volcanoes and lakes. So the soil is very amazing, and we wanted to dedicate that. So the cigar, uh, you guys know my aging room, Cuatro Nicaragua, which I was uh, number one cigar of the year, but it's a, it's a, it's a cigar that is a, more, a little bit more powerful, so we wanted to bring it down a little bit. We wanted to the changes not to be too aggressive, uh, to be more subtle. And so this is not a cigar to smoke when you're cutting the grass or something like that. This is when you're sitting down like now, and you are smoking and relaxing, and you can enjoy those changes. And by the way, if you listen to that with classical music, with some good jazz, that, and some good mojitos as well, that's gonna be great. So Rafael, what makes a sonata a sonata? What's the definition of a sonata? I have to tell you, I, I was hoping no one ever asked me that. <laughs> because there's actually not a one definition. It's okay. defined sometimes, um, it's a loose term that has been used from the beginning. At the beginning of classical music, you had cantata, which was singing, and then you had sonata, which is, it was, uh, mostly for a single instrument and it's divided in three. It got introduction. Okay. And by the way, it reminds me of the cigar because it got the introduction, it got the development, and then you got the summary with you got everything else. So it's pretty similar to what you have. But that term has been deteriorating throughout the years. And there are some amazing sonatas but they're not similar in the, in the structure. So you have uh, uh, Beethoven, uh, uh, um, uh, Claire, uh, Claire de Luna, which is an amazing, uh, but it's very different to uh, Moonlight Sonata in English, but uh, it's very different than some other sonatas. So okay. it's very, very loose term. So can, any, is, can people just call a song a sonata now? I guess so. <laughs> well, anybody can call it sonata. You got my, I got my own aging room sonata. <laughs> oh wow! This is this is not um, this is a hearty medium body cigar. Yeah. I mean, it's not um, it's not light, but it's not overwhelming, which I like. I don't like too much, especially early in the morning. But it's not overwhelming. But it's, I wouldn't call it mild at all. It's got nice, good, exactly. Hearty it's it's medium. I think what we try, by the way, what we try to achieve. It was a medium cigar, uh, but with a lot of flavor. One of the things that I like about cigars is, uh, or at least in my blends, and I talked to about that in the connoisseur groups that you guys used to put yes. together. Uh, I like my blends when you light up the cigars to to get that aroma. 
and that should be an amazing aroma. That's what I like, and that's what I try to do on this. By the way, when you cut the cigar, cold draw, it gets you some of the notes that you're going to get later on, and then as you light up the cigar, the aroma, and then the notes that are continue to develop. And by the way, it's just like sonata, uh, like a musical sonata, because at the beginning you get, you get some of those notes and they start developing. It tells a story. It tells a story, and then at the end, hopefully, we're going to have a recap of what the flavors are, a little bit more intense. And that's what we're looking for. Not a very strong, not a very strong cigar, but a lot of flavors. Um, Couple day, a few days ago, we had a uh, live for the first time. Uh, <laughs> Will Coop and Bear smoking the cigars uh, live, and just like you guys yeah. are doing here, and it's always nerve wracking, right? Because we work on this thing so many years ago. We started working this plan about two and a half years ago. It takes development. I make changes, and we're at the end, at the end, and we were looking for. I am the most, uh, the most unsecure blender that you will ever see in your life until the last minute, the day of the production that we just started to start at 6 in the morning, at 5.30, I said, well, what about this and what about this? I am so <laughs> insecure, um, nervous. And then at the end, well, let's go with this. And they just hope for the better, so the best. So yeah. hopefully you guys like it because uh, it went a lot of love and a lot of uh, hard work went yeah. to make this. It's interesting because when we spoke that the other night, Bear and I had the same reaction as Abe just said in terms of where the profile of that cigar was. He's, Abe did the same thing, you know? I, I want to coin Not the term. Mine. Yeah. I want to call it medium plus. That's kind of where we were like talking. That's kind of where we right. had it, yeah. Right, right. And the yeah. plus you go for the flavor, for yeah. the things, for, you know, for many things, because yeah. one of the things I really don't like is when you have, and by the way, we all, all blenders, all making cigars have gone through this. Because but you only smoke the best of the blends. In order to do this, we did like 40 blends. Some of them were awful, by the way. It was hard to believe. Because you had a theory. You say, oh, these two, it's like Mary's, right? You got two people that are amazing, and then together sometimes, you know, it doesn't work. I know. I'm, I'm on my second already. So, anyway. <laughs> and the last one, by the way. Honey, you're, she's listening. The last one. I'm so happy. 25 years. But anyway, the thing is. You have, in theory, all these things, oh, this is great tobacco, we're going to do this. And at the end, it's only a tried and error. So blending is a process of discovery, and uh, sometimes it's not a good one. But uh, have you, How many don't. times have you started a project, spent time on it, and just thrown out the whole idea? Oh, a lot of times. I can, uh, it's hard to count. This Monte Cristo that we're going to be releasing next, uh, next uh, month, that some of you got it, away, you got it, the Monte Cristo Diamante Monte edition, Cristo TGS, uh, 1935. Yeah. That is a process that we started and we just, like said, you know, we need six months of rest because really? it was just not going anywhere. It was like from good to bad to worse, and we felt like we have nothing. You have to take a break. We just have to take a break. And then six months, by the way, we didn't talk, I didn't talk to Eddie about it, I didn't talk to my team about it, we just have no discussion about it. And six months later, we met for the first time, and the first blend, it was amazing. Right. So I tell you, that, that break, it was, it was really needed. It is really a creative process then, right? I mean, that's like any other kind of creative process where sometimes you need to step back from it to... Cooking's a creative process. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think any time you're trying to make something that doesn't exist, that's a creative process. Absolutely. And then sometimes you start with, uh, in your mind, what you want, right? And not very good at that. Uh, and I know many people do it, and sometimes it's needed. But for me, it's to start from zero. 
It's nothing like a start from zero and let's see where it takes you. Sometimes, because what I find myself doing is when I have an idea where I want to go and just so focus on that, that I might touch in a great blend and I might not use it because it's not what I was looking for. Right. Right. So I just let myself, <coughs> it took me a growth in, in the blending for, to get there. And I said, listen, I just cannot be restricted for my own incompetence of, of just looking at this. I need to just let it go and see where it takes me. And that is difficult because sometimes it takes you to really bad places, but those are the times that we find ourselves with an amazing blend. Do you think that you could teach someone, a novice, to blend, or is it a, does Paul. it start with a gift? Please, huh. you can take Paul, you can you be know, I, I really think, this is, I, you know, for me it's like music, right? Like composing. So when you compose and you teach someone like composing, you teach someone the techniques and right. the basics, right? The fundamentals. The fundamentals. I but then after that is the art, the art that- They have to uh, have that something in them to, I know, kind of, and I work with a lot of people. You can't teach. Right, that's, can teach. that's I had a great coach right. uh, growing up, and one of the things that stuck with me is I could teach you the fundamentals, but I can't teach you the finesse of the right, game. Right, right. And the finesse is what makes the difference. Absolutely, and it makes a huge difference because I work with a team and, and we all have different ideas, um, but we have different ways of getting where we want to go. And by the way, we all see the goal difference on time, so it's, it's a little bit uh, challenging. But um, but like like Abe was saying, you can teach someone the fundamental, that's what we try to do. And by the way, that's what we, we want to mentor people. Because in music and everything else in life, just like you guys do here, you want to mentor people that will go and hopefully gonna be better than you, that's, that's the goal. And we are, we are working my kids and so many other uh, team members that we want them to be a lot better. But it's a creative process. We have a question that Alex posted because I'm sure he wants to know too, but one of our listeners is asking if you play chess at all. Yes. Garrett Robertson. It was Garrett? I was gonna okay. say, yeah. Yes, I do. Our, our friend and from How About That Cigar. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, hello. Um, since I started in Cuba, you know, if you, if you can see me, I'm not a sport type of guy. <laughs> this body was not made for a sport. And uh, I know I know a lot of bowlers with that exact physique. Well, <laughs> yes, yes, but that's a heavy ball, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, so chess was the only thing, right? That I was good at it. So you and played it as a kid. I played it as a oh. kid. I went to school. Oh. I went to school. I went to competitions uh, really? uh, and things like that. So yeah, oh, chess yeah, from the beginning. Oh, you know, he's our resident chess master. We gotta get. Yeah, a, I'm not sure I can make. I can make it there. I said as a kid, right? But uh, <laughs> uh, right now, you know, it requires a lot of patience and uh, and really thinking one or two step uh, before. And Cuba had an amazing chess player called uh, Capablanca. Capablanca. And I went to the tournament, it was amazing. So Cuba has a lot of uh, great sporting events uh, surrounding chess. And uh, so that's the only sport that I ever played. Wow. wow. How did we not talk about this yeah, before? Yeah, yeah, we talk about music, we talk yeah. about cigars, but chess. In Cuba, that was amazing. Because I, I even, what I couldn't do in chess, it was sometimes we have some competition with, uh, you play blind against, 17 or, or 20 people right. and the guys go blind and said do this and you tell them what you played and we have some amazing people and when you are little and you see these people wow. with so much talent it's it's really frustrating for you because yeah. i said i'm never going to make it like that so it, it right. that's kind of you know pretty early whether you're going or not 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But I tell you, just like music chess is an amazing thing to help the developmental process and the thinking process. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. and that's, that is definitely good. Do you, um, all right, so where are you going next after you leave here? I assume you're flying to Germany or somewhere? No, today? I'm <laughs> going to be something that I was going to be, that I did last Saturday, which is sitting at home with a cigar, <laughs> listening to the show, and... Um, and having more cigars, more mojitos, and uh, and food. That's all they do. No, but next next trip is uh, is Vegas. I'm We're going to the PCA. Up. I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to the PCA in <coughs> Vegas. Something that we are very excited to I be can, back. I can't tell you how personally happy I am to see you guys come back to this Absolutely. great show. In fact, I still will. I'm holding on to the fact that my prediction was right, because as far as I'm concerned, Altus was the first to return. Well, I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm old... waiting for Coop to argue with me. Give me a um, second. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, you, in terms of fully back? Yes. They, yes. There's no full, halfway back. No, they're fully back. You, they're, I'm there's no halfway There's no argument for me on that. No argument. Yeah. No well, argument. Being in means what? that they're presenting. What? Are you the new, no, are you the new Will Cooper? I agree. I'm a general Yeah, there can be like some technical things. That's not in. That's not in. Drew Estate's not in with Hoya. I said I said it from day Day one. I know, and I listened to you many times saying that. Day one, if anybody's gonna come, if anybody's gonna come back first, yeah. it's gonna be Altus. Yeah. So I'm glad. And you're very gonna good start, to be back. You're gonna start a trend. You already see Drew Estate coming back next year. General hasn't announced, have, have they? They haven't announced. That General's I'm, General General Ford is back though. General, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, General will be back. If not next year, the year after. Yeah. I'm well, you now. can say still be back. You can say Davidoff's back for your takeover. No, there's, no, they can't come back this year. Okay. All right. No, no, no. Here's your argument. Fairy Tago is not Davidoff. I agree. Like can Hoyo's I change my here. answer? Can I say I was going to Germany? Right. <laughs> Hoy is not going to stay. Yeah, right. So, um, and I have a feeling the last holdout, and maybe a permanent holdout will be Davidoff. It's a diff Davidoff's a different animal. I can see, you know, their point of emergence is different. I, I, I got a yeah. feeling that they, out of the four, they may be the yeah. one you may never see yeah. back at the trade show. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can I comment on that? But uh, we are going. But well, we are That's going. Great. We're going to be in Vegas. We're looking forward. We're launching a few great projects, including the Monte Cristo Diamante yeah. Edition, which is group. <clears throat> it's probably one of the only few people that have the chance to smoke. Yeah. As a matter of fact, John, there's someone here smoking that cigar. The audience is smoking one now. Yeah, John right? is smoking that. Yeah, he got it part of the Monte Cristo exclusive uh, cigar that we did yeah. for, and, and that big uh, mistake that we did. Oh, that was, that was <laughs> I blame Susan for that, by the way. <laughs> it's easy to it's easy to blame the pretty lady. Don't worry. About <laughs> she. <laughs> it was my. No mistake. one ever gets mad at the pretty lady. <laughs> but you guys got someone. You got to. Uh, to try it, and, uh, and so we launching that. We launching the new A Shortman uh, Day Trader as well. We continue expanding on the A Shortman Barbier, which has been a, a fantastic yep. release. Uh, and obviously, uh, we continue with the A Room Sonata because it just happened around yep. this time. So, coming from a time in the industry where most companies didn't launch a new line at, at a trade show. Most of the times it might have been a line extension or a new Batola. To this year, I'm seeing more multiple new launches. Absolutely. Not only from multiple companies, but one of the things that shocked me last year, and Coop, you'll be more versed in this because I had to hear this from a third party because I, I can't watch all that. I'm not privy all that. But one of the things that I got really caught up in last year was all the new companies. 
Yes. I never saw so many new companies. I never heard. And I heard this year it's more. Well, yeah, there's a lot more. Where are these new companies? I was talking with a manufacturer about this last night, and I think what I think, you know, you've been in the industry probably as long as I have, I think this is like a um, post-boom because what I, I think what a lot of these companies saw was, oh, look, nobody has cigars on the market, right? That's what happened in 97. Nobody had cigars in the market. There were no Macanudos. There was no Fuentes. There was no Romeo and Juliet. It was all gone. Right. Oh, let's get in the cigar business. We got a little right. bit. But they don't realize that's not an overnight process, right? You're like 18 months to maybe two years. And so by the time you get in it. It's done. It's, it's gone. gone. Right? Yeah. All the companies yeah. got their stuff back. And I, I, I'm feeling that's what we're witnessing now. These guys all, nobody started this six months ago. Right. They started it 18 months ago. They're getting in last year. They're getting in now. Everybody's production is up to speed now. Back orders yeah. are normal, pretty much operating procedure. And I think it's going to be a rough couple of years for them. Yeah, it is. The majority of these new companies. Yeah, a lot of them are coming in through the Boutique Cigar Association, too, which is, uh, so there's like 16 companies coming in there. A lot of them are first-time exhibitors. Some of them I don't think are, I don't think a lot of them are old. Some of them are older than others, but yeah. We're definitely seeing that. Uh, yeah, their bar is very low to start, right? So the bar is very slow to st uh, very low, no uh, or yeah, or no I, bar, I, or I no bar. Know guys that were making hamburgers one right. week and want to start a brand the next week. Yeah, there's, there's no bar. And listen, Only the cigar uh, industry. And I'm yeah, glad. Literally, there's no bar. Yeah, yeah. That's how I got into the industry, right? And after I lost everything because I didn't make the best decision or didn't know much about tobacco, which I thought it was very easy, <laughs> and uh, and then you realize, hey. This is, these people are doing this. This is a lot of hard work and this is a lot of knowledge. By the way, you cannot get in one day. And, and you know, even if you go into a factory to get your production made, you just cannot know what it is what you're getting. And uh, it takes a lot to learn and make a lot of mistakes and lose a lot of money. So, yeah, so it is, I'm glad the bar is low, but that also creates problems for retailers and for everybody else. Yeah, well, go ahead, Wade. No, it creates problems for retailers in the fact that one, honestly, and, and look, this is the truth, whether people want to hear it, most of these guys really don't have a clue what's going on. Um, I hear it all the time. And being in South Florida, it's worse. It's worse in other parts of the country because these guys go to Little Havana. Yeah, or absolutely. Right, right. It, it really is worse. And they really don't have no, a clue what's going on. And, and almost everybody who gets in this game partners up with somebody that's terrible to start out with. I don't think I've met any small company that hasn't had to switch once or twice in the game because... Right. They're getting fed stuff that they don't even know is not a reality or not a possibility. So the entry level is, is very problematic. And it, it, it's just, you're right, there's no standard and it makes it hard. And some people find the path. Yeah. But, like, but like this is why did. I try to tell any of these guys that talk to me, right? That path <laughs> is like going to the NBA yeah. or it's like going to the NFL, right? It's, not, it, it's that hard. Yeah. The path is that hard and you're not going to be the next Pete Johnson, or it's like becoming the next Michael Jordan or LeBron or whatever. Yeah. That's how difficult that path is. And, you know, people don't like me for it because I'll tell them, you know, exactly. I, I say it the way it is. I mean, that's the reality of it. Exactly. And I tell everybody that I started because I, you know, I'm an example. I went through very difficulties. Yeah. I met one day uh, um, Nick Perdomo, and I bought my first box of cigar February 23rd of 1999. For Nick Perdomo, I smoked my first cigars, and I told my wife that evening, I know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to go into the cigar business. My wife, being a psychiatrist, said, yeah, honey, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> and uh, uh, here I am. 
But I lost all the money that I had and then some. Uh, it was difficult. I remember yeah. I met you right at the beginning and it was so, somewhat most difficult. But you make it and you hard. So yeah. I tell everybody, you, you want to make a million dollars? Yeah, yeah. I start with two millions because you're going yeah, to lose, right. lose a million dollars right, right away. And you're lucky if you don't lose the other one. So the thing is, it's difficult. But if you love it and if you love it hard enough and if you work hard enough, you can make it. There's no doubt. And you learn from the mistakes. And I did that. So I'm an example of that. And I'm proud that I decided because I'm in love with this product. I am not sure, but I like to believe that I will have been here even if I couldn't make money. Because I just love it so much that I, it's something that I don't see myself doing anything yeah. else. We, we were enjoying your cigars, Rafael, for a long time, like under Oliveros, the uh, King Abanos, the XLs. But it was that brand that really was the breakthrough. Why was Aging Room that breakthrough? Well, that's a good thing, by the way. Because when I started, I was trying to make cigar for everybody. You like medium cigar? I'll make a medium cigar. You like a strong? I'll make this. And I, you like big ring size? I started making big ring sizes back in 2005. Oliveros XL for yeah. men. <laughs> Oh my God, what a name. Look like a, a you know, perfume yeah. or whatever that is. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And I, when I started with AU Room, my medical commitment, things were doing extremely bad for me. And I said, I only gonna make cigars that I really enjoy. This, if I don't sell it, I don't care. And God is so funny that the day that I start not caring about what people thought, I just started being successful. And uh, so this is an example. You have to really do what you yeah. I was able to develop myself in the, in the taste, and I love the creation process, uh, just like a musician or food or whatever. But at the end, the only thing that worked for me is stop caring for everybody else. And if I didn't sell the cigar, he didn't care. I was going to smoke them. And that's it. And that day, things changed for me. Yeah. I, it reminds me of an analogy. Right? When I go into a restaurant or I'm thinking about where I want to go eat, the last thing I like to see is an extensive menu. I agree. It, yeah, it deters me. You, right? Yeah. It did, an extensive menu in a restaurant deters me from wanting to eat there. Absolutely. Because that tells me they make nothing great. Nice. When's the last time you've been to Cheesecake Factory? Yeah. I won't go there. Oh my God. For, He's like, like four. Yeah. I specifically don't go there because of that, because I know in the restaurant industry, out of that menu, there's 10 items yeah. that they probably sell, like regularly. Yeah. The rest of that shit is frozen, waiting to be ordered. Right. That's right. why I don't eat there. Absolutely. I love it when I go to a restaurant that's got 8, yeah. 10, 12 items, and that's it. Because I know they're rocking those 12 items. Right. That's what they're going to make. So Absolutely. It's kind of a similar analogy there on that. Absolutely, and that's why we are concentrating on Aging Room, the Aging Room Cuatro Nicaragua, now with Aging Room Sonata. We have sometimes uh, a small production, like the Rare Collection, which I did here in the back, and, uh, uh, but we concentrate on what we think we know how to do it. That's, that's, that's the key. But now you've been able to take your philosophy, and you, you know, now you're with Tobacco or USA, and I'm seeing what you're doing there. You're showing you can do it at, at a bigger scale. And so. the luckiest man alive, right? So. I like, you know, if I was a painter and you like painting, tell you remember this company, Tabacalero USA, my boss that is probably listening, uh, Javier Estado, who gave me this opportunity, he gave me a huge canvas and he allowed me to create and to his, uh, uh, he doesn't interfere. Uh, as a matter of fact, he doesn't get the cigars until they are going to the market. I don't give cigar to anybody in my office. Really? Yeah, really? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because 
I am afraid. I, I told you, I don't feel good when people come and say, you know, this and that. I, I'm very, I, I feel very nervous. So I don't want people telling me this because, you know, my messed up my thing. And, uh, and my boss allowed me to create. And now, you know, it's not the same of creating a cigar for Aging Room or creating a cigar for Monte Cristo, for Romeo and Juliet, for Ace Shortman. And that has a huge responsibility. And that, uh, I have been given that opportunity. Yeah. And I am the luckiest man alive. No doubt about it. Uh, and you know what? You can tell that's how you feel. Yeah. You can't hide that kind of Absolutely. expression. I, I, we're going to take a break late because we're going to kind of push the show a little bit back. So, um, Oh Jesus! I had a I had a point to all that. You I, had something. It left me completely. It's all right. I'm sure it has to do with food, but anyway. No, 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 we got a couple things. We got a couple things. Um, we do have something. Look, Altus has been a phenomenal supporter of the show. The growth of the show, the development of the show, yeah. has really been through Altus's main sponsor. Really the show. through day one, right? I mean, they've been involved since the Altus very beginning. Altus has been involved in day one, but uh, you know, Raphael really, I think after becoming a fan and watching the show, really wanted to take a major role in, in KMA Talk Radio, and we appreciate that. And it's really funny, and this is the point I, I remembered, because it was our conversation last night yes, that we were having yeah, at the bottom. Yep. Because we got a little giveaway we're going to give away before the break, too. Um, I could be wrong, but we were talking about this Coop and I last night in my office, and I feel you as a presence in our cigar industry and with Altus USA flourished during COVID and grew from COVID. Yeah. It's, I don't know why, and you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I got my team here, by the way. I want to say hello to Susan, Oliver, Haim that is over here, and yes. Jill. Thank you for coming, guys. Yes. But I, we were talking about this last night, and I said, you know, I, I kind of, we didn't really thought about it. I came around, yeah. we came up. Yeah. But I said, you know what? You know, Raphael really wasn't as active. I, I think COVID, as far as the face of somebody in this industry and the creativity of what you're doing, it really blossomed in, in COVID. I mean, do you, am, am I just feeling something that's not- No, 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 but that is but a power, that is a power of survival and, uh, and uh, adapting, right? So I came from Cuba in a little boat. I got to Miami, uh, to Florida, actually Key West in, in May 31st of 1980. I was 15, we didn't have anything, and my whole life I've been adapting, right, to a new situation. Go to New York, study music, go to Miami, healthcare, no music, whatever. And then when a lot of friends, during the pandemic, a lot of friends start calling me, oh my God, my business is done. That's it, because remember those first days? Yeah. But like, we, that's it, we stop. And I said, listen guys, I have gone through more difficult things like this, and this is, it is life, we need to adapt. And I did it, I kind of telling my friends, we can remake ourselves. And you know, I'm not a yeah. computer guy. I tried to sign up here to you guys, uh, Wi-Fi, and I spent 10 minutes doing that. You know, I'm not a computer guy. And this or that, but hey, we have tools, Facebook, we have all this. And we said, listen, what can we do? We couldn't be stores, and we have found a way. So I, I did it as a way of showing my friends in this industry and some others that you need to adapt to whatever life throws at you. And not only adapt, but you need to strive and you need to work hard. And we did those uh, lives and I will spend doing those, uh, you know, lives and the, we did, uh, 
we did a, 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 a one that we were seven hours on the, on, you know, you, you guys were part of it. Yep. And, and, you know, seven hours talking. By the way, I can be seven hours talking or eight or ten or something. I just need to go to the bathroom and eat and drink sometimes. But anyway, so the thing is we, you need to adapt. And what I did is uh, I'm not going to let other circumstances that life draws me play with me. And we release as a company amazing brand some of you were smoking the reserva real romeo and julia reserva real the 1935 montecristo we launched that in the middle of the pandemic where yeah. most companies was pulling back and said this is our time we need to and i think for me was liberating and uh and adapting to the new thing you really came out during the pandemic i mean you were playing piano. i came out oh, of the closet i came out of the closet you really, i mean don't get me wrong everybody did everybody yeah. kind of did but I don't think everybody did it as well and connected with people. Yeah. Whether it was your piano, piano playing. Piano, my God, you know. sharing what you were having for paella. breakfast or your coffee in the morning. <laughs> Taking paella. With your beautiful views. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, what did, a place to be uh, to be shuttered down and uh, hunkered yeah, down. Yeah, not too bad, right. not too bad. You did it in a way, I think, yeah. that really connected with consumers out there. I mean, look, we have our Facebook group, Smoking Social, which you're heavily part of. And just to even see your interaction with our which now I think we're coming close on 5,000 members. Um, it, yes. it, it's really a testament to what you've done since COVID. Because what you guys have done in these groups and this show and, and the people that come here, some of you have drove from Tampa to be here, guys. Um, it's an amazing thing. It's a sense of community. And what I felt at that time during the pandemic, what we need was a sense of community. More than anything, life goes on and we need to be what we are. That's why I love this industry because Carlos Fuentes says, says very well, this is about the people. And, and during the pandemic, we all, you know, negative. I mean, there was a lot of things to be negative a bit, yeah. you know, and, and, sure. and, be, and be difficult. And we said, but we need to show that their life goes on and we need to enjoy life. So I have never talked ever about anything politics or anything that divide people. I love to talk about things that brings people together and inspire because this is a lifestyle. And we are so lucky to be able to be here with you guys. I, I have to tell you, for me, it's an amazing thing. So I try to, to, to really show the people that, hey, there's, if I can do it, guys, trust me. Someone came in a little boat, yeah. I don't know, without the English, no money, and things like that. Just dreams. And dreams can, can come true in this country. You're absolutely right on that. I, I, was, I was a little bit victim of that <laughs> social media, right? Because I'm, I'm an opinionated person. And then, yes, you are. And then I use social media. Yeah, I am. And I use social media, and I would get in these conflicts and arguments and whatever. And I can't remember when it happened, but I really just decided one day, look, the reality is I'm not going to change anybody's opinion no matter what I say on social media. Yep. So why waste the time? Yep. I don't engage in any of that stuff. I actually tried to start a movement. Post, post positive. Hashtag, <laughs> yeah, positive. I tried to start a movement. Hashtag post positive. You're going to post, post something positive. Absolutely, There's yeah. no really other reason to post because you're posting negative. You're just part of the problem, not part of the solution. Yeah. And since that, I have enjoyed everything I do on social media so much more. It's such a pleasant place. Absolutely. And I, 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 I stop following or blocking those people who continue. I don't care. Listen, I can be your friend. But you know what? Sometimes I talk to my friend one every, once every three months. Yes, I, I don't need to hear you on social media. 
10 times a day with your post. I saw you post right? a couple of days ago uh, blocking someone that started a discussion about something, ended up yeah, the generator and something about else. basketball and it went sideways. Yeah. Sideways. Because there's so many things that divide us. We can watch TV for that, by the way. There are a lot of plenty of channels that can do that. We love to enjoy and, and just, just entertain ourselves. You know, look, I try to tell my kids, look, there's only so much you can do as a parent. I try to tell my kids, leave the world better than you found it. That's all you can do. And I think, you know, when I see stuff like I have, especially in our, our social group, how can you take a, a debate about a basketball player and, and make it go sideways, right? I mean, there really I mean, is you no know. right or wrong answer. <laughs> it's all really opinions. So, but, but I think people get caught up in it. And I was, just, I, I was literally just talking to Brandy last night about it. I feel bad for those who live their life that way every day. They get so caught up psychologically in that kind of negativity, whatever it is. Absolutely. That's, that's how... That's the position that they've put themselves in life. Absolutely. This is yeah. how, this is, this is the reality they've created from them. There's all that exists is the negativity and the fight. I don't want to live that way. You can, you can, because at the end of the day, is that a, is that a life that no, you want? You know, you're not living. You're not living. And you're, you're in constant conflict. Yeah. Constant a, conflict. Yeah. 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 And listen, cigars, most of, we were just talking earlier about this. This is the best time to be a cigar smoker. They are great cigars. Most of the cigars are amazing. So what we're trying to do is create moments, create experience, create something like this. So why? I'm going to talk about that and then let's, okay, by the way, about this. Because, you know, my personal opinion and my personal opinions. And But I, every day, I start my day, as you guys know, on on the sea with a cigar and uh, coffee. And And, food. uh, um, Yes. (laughs) And that makes me have a better morning, right? I used to read the hard news and things like that. I don't do that anymore. I just listen to music because I want to start my day fresh and, you know, happy, happy, happy. Right, and people don't understand that they can actually, they have the ability to mold their outlook on life. You know, they, we were just talking about my wife, we had a big, oddly, we had a big conversation about it, how people will mold such a negative universe to them and they never get anywhere because they feel that the, the universe is weighted against them. Yeah. And you know, listen, most people don't know, most people, close to me even, don't know my struggle, how broke I was, how I had to empty out my first two kids' college fund at one point. Okay. We, yeah, because we didn't have money. Everybody thinks that this was just, this is the way it's happened. Been. Yeah, <laughs> right. this is the way it's been it since day been one. Right, right. Right, right, they don't realize the 150 hour work weeks and the not going places and not living in a, ho- a home we had three kids within the townhouse because we worked at it, right? But I never felt bitter about it. I just kept saying, how do I get there? This is what I need to Part do. Part of the process, right. how are you getting? Part of the process, right? Struggle, fight, whatever. But we know so many people, so many people around us that can't get past that, this is the way the world is, and I'm a victim. And, and it's, it's not. And, and look, I, we haven't had a deep dive in Raphael's history because we've had it on KMA a couple times. Yeah. But Raphael has a really amazing story of oh, how yeah. he came to this country. So you want to talk about somebody who really overcame a struggle. And, you know, in the words of Virginia Slims, which most of you youngins out there won't know, <laughs> you've come a long way, baby. Yeah, right? Right? right, right? Absolutely. And by the way, way if we can do it, you did it, all of us done it. If I did it, we can all do it. And there's no doubt about it. And, and, and talking about the pandemic, that's what I learned and that's what I tried to protect. 
doesn't mean that I wasn't scared. Doesn't mean that I wasn't, oh my God, you know, I wish that, but if I can feel good, I enjoy myself. All right, here, we had the red meat uh, club over here and we did an amazing show, him cooking and his son and all these things. So we try to do all those positive. We have the power to make it happen and it has to be positive. And that's why when we try to do the cigar, when we try to make the new blends, it's reflective of that positive uh, positiveness that we have and our optimism for this country, which is the best goddamn country in the whole world, and opportunity to people like me that came for nothing, and you can dream. If you can dream it, baby, you can make it happen. No I, doubt about it. You know, it's, who was I talking to in the warehouse recently? It's, it's something that people, honestly, who are born here, I believe, have a disadvantage. Oh, my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law went to India, right? And, and never seen anything outside the United States. So now she's looking at India and how they, And this is why when people come to this country, another <laughs> country, they, they appreciate everything and work hard. And I saw it with my father growing up. My father right. came as an immigrant in 1971. Sometimes when you're born here, you just don't feel that because you don't know how bad it is. This is somewhere. the normal. Right. Yeah. You don't know how bad it is somewhere that. else. Right? He's, he's talked about how great. This is the, this is the yeah. one country I've always said, if you really work hard, you'll never want for anything. They you want, really will never want for anything. They want, this country has a lot more opportunity than any other country. This is, and by the way, when we talk and we see the, sometimes the, the polls numbers, you know, how bad things are, and I'm not saying that we don't have a lot of things to get better, but when you look back, and especially outside this country, this is a pretty, with all the problems, this is the best, amazing country in the whole world. Because people like me get opportunities, right? And we are allowed to dream, and we're allowed to work hard, and, uh, and that's what makes this amazing country, amazing opportunities. And meanwhile, he knows, because he's, he's all over the all over the world all the time as we yeah. see every other week he's somewhere else so i feel trust me i feel if you see the pope you know when he goes to a country and he goes and kiss the yeah. the the soil i feel like that when i come out uh, back to the united states from from many countries i feel yeah. like oh my god i reached the promised land right. and it it is happened i travel every month and it's almost every single time because this is it's amazing. What things that we take for granted, for God's sake. It's just little things that we take, like water. I mean, look at the water. I'm sorry, I only have uh, uh, this Pellegrino and the other one. Yeah. And water, please, you know, it's amazing the things that we take for granted. Yeah. And uh, you're right, Americans that were born here, since they don't have a way to. Uh, I, I sometimes believe they're at a disadvantage. Yeah. They really are because yeah. of that, because they yeah. just don't yeah. know sometimes. Now, if you get out and you get to see it, like my mother-in-law just saw it and she was shocked. I mean, she was like, "Yeah, really? India's got India. be a shock. Oh, oh, a shock oh yeah. it is." And she was shocked. I mean, she saw the nice things, but even the hotel that she stayed at. You ready for this? The lock on the door was one of those. That's you know, the, that's the whole. That was the lock on the hotel yeah. door. The little slide bar. Yeah. High so, high uh, high tech. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely an appreciation and, and, and look love this country and look it's going to have its good times and bad times i just always try to stay positive of you know, course i do the best i can today live for today make tomorrow better and that's all you can do. are you going to tell me that on 500 episodes that we're celebrating today 
you have not failed many times, like, oh, my God, I have to wake up Saturday morning. Because you have family. You have kids. You all have kids. Yeah. And being every Saturday, guys, it's an amazing, Listen, yeah. difficult Absolutely. things that you guys do. There's times in the morning when one of us may text the group and say, listen, you're going to have to carry me this show. I'm going to need you to show. Yeah, I'm, not, I up, I'm not up to it. You uh -huh. guys are going to have to I'll be to here, but you're going to have to carry yeah. me yeah. to yep. the show. And that is an example of why, of dedication and, and uh, passion for what you do, because at the end of the day, this is the goal. It wouldn't be possible, this 500 episode, if you guys didn't wake up every morning. And this do was this. a 13-week gig when we started this. <laughs> yep. It really was. This was a 13-week gig. That you had to be convinced to do. I didn't want to do it. The guys, yeah. the guys from Clear Channel came to me at the time. Um, uh, that's iHeartMedia today. And they wanted to do a, they had a slot in the morning and wanted me to do a radio show, and I didn't want to do it. And at that time, Adam and Brandon both worked for Clear Channel, and they convinced me, you got to do this. So we really did it as a 13-week, all right, we'll have fun for 13 weeks, right? Yep. It was a one-hour show. One hour. And our biggest fear was, what the hell are we going to talk about for an hour? Right. But then quickly you realized. <laughs> oh, God. And, but so many people got into it in that 13 weeks. We're like, oh, boy. So then we got approached by another local channel, CV Radio at the time. At the time. And the, the, um, the, the program director, one of the big hosts at the time, uh, was a customer of ours, loved what we're doing. He says, listen, you got to come. I'm like, I'll teach you how to do rejoinders. I mean, I'll really help you make a good show out of it. And he did. And that's kind of when we grew a little bit. But the, our show, and I think why we're still relevant, is we just constantly evolve. It's always yeah, changing. We'll, we'll try something new. It burns out. We make new segments. We make new shows. And like even the biggest evolution, which we did, what, less than a year ago, right? Well, about October. Right? Uh, yeah. And we struggled with this for a year or two because we didn't know how to change the segment was not having a manufacturer every week because that was the meat and the potatoes of the show for 10 years that we had I meet your maker segment. And it's funny because we went through the, well, what the hell are we going to talk about for two hours? Just us. We had these discussions before you came on board. Right. Like literally, was, we struggled with this for years because making that change was so uncomfortable. No the thought of going two hours and not having somebody else to talk to. But as COVID happened, and back when we started this, there was only three of us really doing it. There was only three places that you would have been able to hear a manufacturer talk. So when we had somebody on, it was relevant, right? Everybody and being our location, we were able to get people that those other guys could right. always get. Right, it was very easy for to come up. You know? It's only a drive, right? Yeah. Right. So it was very relevant, and then COVID happened, and everybody now was available, and everybody. Was, so we just started realizing that what are we going to talk to this person about? He was literally doing three other shows <laughs> this week, yeah, and there's really nothing new to talk about. So even us, I look. Raphael said, you know, it's a sacrifice that we do this every Saturday, but really it's not a sacrifice because 90% of the time we enjoy this. Right. Yeah. We come, we bullshit, we have a good time. We know there's an audience out there that's enjoying the camaraderie yeah. and our rhetoric. So it really is fun for us. But when we're stuck with 40 minutes of, or an hour of not being able to talk to somebody about anything relevant that we haven't talked to about before, or we haven't, or, or 20 people haven't talked to them this month about. Right. It wasn't even fun for us. Right. So yeah. it was scary. It was scary. And I, I remember the first, like, we were so paranoid after the first episode. Of, we were literally messaging anybody that we knew. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
with the show, and, and we had such overwhelming party yeah. because our banter and just our normal discussion. Look, when I had the vision to start this show, the vision of what this show was about was to reenact what happens right there. Right. Right. The best, and you all witness it. You all know it. The best conversations you have, the discussions, and it can go anywhere. It can go from cheerleading to politics to your kids to your wives to your divorces to the mother-in-law uh, houses visiting the kids it can go anywhere Daddy, Daddy, daycare. but we have those discussions and it's really they're the most sometimes memorable discussions yeah. of the day it's what we look forward to in our day and the whole basis of what we were going to do we were never going to be bloggers or cigar reviewers or do any of the stuff that everybody else does we just want to take what happens here in the lounge and say look we want to share it because once again, people always right. forget there's only a few thousand really cigar lounges, maybe not even that in the country. And we are so like, lucky here. You guys are yeah, so lucky here. Where people get and, to experience this. And very few like this. Yeah. Like oh. South Florida, is, I mean, you know better than anybody, but this this doesn't exist. No. South Florida, no, no, I come, no. we don't have South Floridians are spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. Hands we down. don't have this up in North Carolina. Yeah. So most people don't get to experience this on a day to day basis. So for us to say, hey, we're going to take what happens in our shop and try to share it with the guys who don't have a lounge, who don't have a shop. And I think that's been an attribute to our success Absolutely. on KMA Talk Radio. And at the end, we, because I listen to you guys, I mean, you know, I don't do it because I have to. I just enjoy it, right? Uh, if you get to know each one intimate, you feel a connection. Yeah. You're like, yeah. hey, what's going on? And then whenever you talk about something, and then next week I say, you know, he's going to continue talking right. about that. So you could right. create a connection. At the end of the day, life... Uh, guys, it's for a way for us yeah. to really have a little window of, uh, of something yeah. that we enjoy. Before I came on this show, I was a listener, and Saturday mornings in my backyard, that's how I started. It was like a tradition for six years. Before I came on the show, I was, I, was a, I was a fan of the show. Right. It was something I wouldn't miss. And now you're a senior member of Opal. I'm a senior member. I like that. Now you got your picture there. <laughs> I know. I remember the news, right? When you used to do the... the yeah, Blogger's the, Corner. The, the, yeah. yeah. The, the, I survived the Blogger's Corner. Oh, I had the audio right. intro to that show. It was so fun. It was one of the ones that's corrupted, yeah. yeah. We had all this great audio. My kids at young ages. Anyways, before we go to the break, um, we got a couple things. Yeah. We have a awesome package here of um, the new Aging Room Sonata. Um, a little gift kit that we're going to give away to somebody in the audience today that came down. Alex has a trivia question. Whoa. We're going to do it old school style. Raise your hand. If you're the first to raise your hand, you get to answer the question. If you get the question right, you get the package courtesy of Altus Cigars. If you don't get the question right, I'm going to go to the next person. So Alex will ask the question. Well, I scope the crowd to see who raises their hand first. You help me. I can't see. No, it's not a New York Giants question. Yeah, you can use this mic here. It's actually a KMA, they're KMA questions, right? They're KMA questions. They're KMA questions. So, oh, no, I'm going to go into the audience. Oh, look at Paul's mic. Look, Paul's going to his TGS mode right now. Look at him. All right. Is everybody ready? Here's the question. Where was the 300th episode of KMA broadcasting? Hands up, hands up, and Abe, you pick somebody. I don't see anybody. Nobody? Really? Nobody? No. Uh, was it a JR? No. I mean, uh, absolutely I mean, not. Sean's uh, uh, was out. No. No, 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 not a JC Newman. No. No. Marcus got it. No. Incorrect. Close. No. I'm keeping these cigars. No. 
Man, I know. Nobody we only had five anniversary shows. Yeah, we're, this is a softball, I thought. I thought it was a softball, too. What do you yeah. got? Wrong. No. Got no. Little Havana. What? No, not Little Havana. Little Havana's Coyote Show. No. Come on. Great Smoke. No. no. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint. It wasn't in Florida. It was not in Florida. Florida it was in another cigar shop. 300th episode. Can, can, he, can he guess? Yeah. No. Yes, he can. Yeah. Come on, yes, Danny. Yes. Somebody got to get it right. Yeah, you do. Wait, hold on. I know where it was. I know the shop. Where was uh, it? You don't need to know the shop if he knows if he knows where it is. Where was it broadcast? I, I know the state. Where, I'm All right, I need a little better than the state. Yeah. Come on. I know the, I know the Nobody? I know the oh wow. The city, the state, North the Carolina. wrong. Atlanta. No. No. North of Atlanta. You're getting you're getting more. You're getting more. I'll take the shop only. You don't need to know the city if you know the shop. Do you know the shop? We've only done it. We've only well, we've done an anniversary show. Only in two shops. The guy used to work here. How about that? That's a hint. Wow. All right, we may have to ask you. Ooh. All right, you, you have more right. questions? May, we have to go to question two. Okay. okay. Wow. It was Cutters. Cutters Cigars and Spirits. Alpharetta. Alpharetta, Georgia. A suburb of uh, All right, we're going to ask one more question. All right. Question two. I don't have it here, but I remember. <laughs> Who was the special guest for the 400th episode of KMA? That's a softball. Ooh. Not a softball. I, dude, I thought these were softballs. Yeah. Don't you people watch the show? 400 episodes. 400 right. episodes. Oh, my God. Right here, right here. Abe's father. Wrong. Oh. No. Wrong. No. 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 Oh, my God. I'm keeping these cigars. Can I get it? Wrong. Oh, wrong. 400th episode. 400th episode. Anyway. Oh now, listen. I'm if Arturo Fuente was our guest, the, the, the Pope would be here. Big it'd guess. Be a, it'd no. be a miracle. Not Rocky. Not Pete. Wrong. Oh, no. you, thought, you thought this was a layup. Oh, I, th I thought. Can I keep pushing? Yeah, I know. Hey! We got it. We got there it. he goes. Danny boy. Wow, look at that. Oh, daddy boy. Thank you, Dan. That was getting Oh, you saved the day. Is this working? Yeah, you saved the day. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Drew. Jonathan Drew was yeah. our guest. Technical, technical, problem. technical problems that day, too. Yes, there was. But that, that, was a, uh, that wasn't our fault. That was, that was on JD. Uh, and, and that was a broadcast that we did, you know, wasn't live. Yeah, it was. We were, yeah. Pandemic was. That was the remote. Yeah, because he was in um, so the, the Sag, Harbor. Sag Harbor. Sag Harbor. The 100th episode was here. The 200th episode was in Tampa, Davidoff of Geneva. The 300th was in Alpharetta, Georgia, at Cutters. 400th was remotely done with Jonathan Drew. And 500th was here with you guys. So, remember when 600 episodes, when they asked, who were the two special guests for, for the 500 episodes? That could be next year's question. Yeah, yeah, seriously. That could be next year's question. So, Rafael, before we let you go and go to break, we have a segment. Couldn't ask for a more perfect oh, guy. Seriously. Oh, wow. I, this is where I, I start getting nervous, oh, right? Couldn't ask right up your alley. for a more perfect guy to have this segment. It's a wonderful segment called Name That Jam. It's sponsored by Avo Cigars. And we're going to test your musical acumen. We're going to play you. Wow. Hold on. We're going to play you three seconds of a song. A little longer this time. Jesus. We're going to play a segment of a song. And we're going to see if you can name that jam. Are you ready, sir? No, I'm not. But let's do it. All right. Oh. I need your help, guys, eh? I need your help. 
I like to smoke them like Sir Winston Churchill Like John Kennedy Remember Coach Red Arbach Smoked them for victory Well you can take my wife Take my car But you can't take my big cigar My cigar That's good Sorry guys Rico Gerard, you still hear Rico? Thank you. I, I can't see it. There he is. Right there. Right there. Writer and performer. Thank you so much. Did he write that song for the show? Did write that? But did you write it for no, the show? No, no. Okay. It existed. We just loved it. So and like, yeah. he, he listened to came here and goes, I got a song. That's awesome. You guys got it. I love it. He's been like this dude now for eight years now. Yeah, great. So, and a good friend so also. And a good friend. So much. Both of them and his whole family, all both of them. Great guys. So, well, before we go to the break, we're going to play Dummy Diver going into the break for you guys. So, we got a couple more lined up. So, which, which Dummy Diver are you going to play today? I can't remember. Do you, you have a preference, at, at Alex? I don't know where I did. We got Shaggy, Baptist, Itchy. We're going to go Dummy Diver in the break. Yeah. Right, which Dummy Diver are you going to play? Uh, just take one. Bro. Okay. Which one are you going to play? Shaggy. Oh, okay. So, this is me again. You know, we've had five or six people over the years play characters. This is me again in a stoner named Shaggy. So I know we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Hour two of Cave Talk Radio with Fred Marie. Keep it lit. Thank you, guys. Hello, thank you for calling Smoke In. Hi, uh, do you know the address to where you at? Because your employee gave me the wrong one. My other employee, sir. I've been the only person here. Oh, Shaggy? Shaggy? Is he on the? Is he on the phone? Seriously, what? Did somebody answer this phone and give you directions? Yeah. He didn't tell you to bring a burrito, did he? Yeah. That's... All right. Do you know what time this is, sir? The, 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 the call was? Oh, no, I don't. You don't? All right. Well, it must have, it must have been when I stepped out. That, that's I it. I had, talked to, I had talked to somebody, 
And then I was like, yeah, can I uh, ask you guys or whatever? No, he's uh, done this. He's done this many times before. He's a he's a customer. I wouldn't even call him a customer of ours. That he, he is officially banned from the store, sir. I apologize. We, we well, how can I help you? Are you looking for anything in particular? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to get to you guys a spot, and he led me right to a police station. He led. <laughs> oh my God, that's awful and and funny a little, but that's terrible. I hope you didn't go in. Hell no, I didn't go in. <laughs> What what were you looking for to begin with, sir? Is there anything I can help you with? I'm looking for your spot. My spot? But what what kind of product are you looking for? Oh, some spice. Some spice? Sir, this is the Smoke Inn. This is a hotel. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know then. That, that's all right, sir. I apologize, and, and I rest assured this, this young man will be dealt with. Oh, it's all good, man. You know where uh, they sell that shit at? Uh, I couldn't tell you, sir. All right, do you know where a smoke shop is? No, no, sir. All right, man. All right, well, have a good day. You bet. Have a great one. All right. Phenomenal. 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 My name is Rafael Nodal from Aging Room and Tabacalera USA. Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called Sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninoff, Mozart, and I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I teamed up with my great friend and tobacco master, Eje Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive. It has some great flavor, some character, an amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. I'm Steve here with the goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazis. These are all premium handmade name brands that you can find in any brick and mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature of our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn, you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you got to do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. 
If it's green, you're active. You want to take a break going out of town? Simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Want to turn it back on? The exact same easy process. You can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell them about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month. They wanted to know there was a way they can get two. And we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course you have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more. You can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons on what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but whatever. What? That was great. It's perfect. Explore the unexplored with St. Louis Ray Carenas. Set sail to discover an extraordinary Honduran cigar deeply anchored in tradition. The St. Louis Ray Carenas features a Nicaraguan wrapper cloaked over 100% Honduran tobacco that make up the binder and filler. The St. Louis Ray Carenas in the Toro size received a 93 rating in Cigar Aficionado and was featured in their illustrious Top 25 Cigars of 2021 list. The St. Louis Ray Carinas is available in four different sizes, a Robusto, Toro, Bellicoso, and Magnum. So get ready to take a trip back in time to experience the heritage of St. Louis Ray with the St. Louis Ray Carinas.
Romeo and Julieta Reserva Real is introducing a twisted love story and a twisted Toro. These cigars are in addition to the original Reserva Real line. What we've done is added a two wrapper combination, looking like a barber pole or a Dos Capas. Now the wrappers that they're using is an Ecuadorian and a Connecticut shade, giving it that wonderful hinted flavor notes of cream with a little bit of woodsiness added to it. But the nice thing it does to it also is adds great depth into the flavor. The binder and the filler are still the same, using a Nicaraguan binder and a Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. So you still get that wonderful array of what you know as a Reserva Real, but you've added some depth into it. Now the Twisted Love Story and the Twisted Toro are the only two sizes that will be available in this line. This is a, a cigar that's iconic to the Reserva Real name, but giving it its just due in something that's fun and innovative. With that, go out and enjoy your own twisted love story. Good evening, everybody. Honest Abe here from Smoking Headquarters in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kudos to you, Steve, for making one hell of a stick. Well, they actually don't know that the stick's any good at it yet. Now, we're back. Are we back now? Yeah, we're back. I muted the, the screen here. Oh, there you go. Oh, we're hello. Back. All right, we need to know if you can hear us. Not live. On yeah, the yeah, we had a little technical difficulty again, so we were working on They're like, how long is this commercial break? I hear it. You're, you're good. We have audio. We have audio? Yeah, we're good. I'm eating. Good audio. Good, good audio. All, right, All these guys. Yes, audio is working. Evan, is, is Evan done? Evan. Evan. Thank you. Come on, come on, come on, come on, camera. Come on, come on, sit down real quick before we get Freddie on. Evan, Evan Darnell, Secretary of Secretary State. Of State Secretary, Secretary of State. Of the Red Meat Lovers Club. Yes. Um, catered lunch. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Everything looked delicious. I only had a couple seconds to shovel a couple squares of pizza down my mouth. And three hot dogs. I only have one question. I didn't get a hot dog yet. I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm, I got to get a hot dog. But, been, but yeah. no question. Yes, sir. What the fuck's the salad What's doing? What's up with the salad? That was, an, with the salad? that was an integrity test. And everyone has passed. It has not been touched. All right, thank God. I once oh, Danny, Danny boy got the salad. <laughs> I once auctioned off a um, someone donated a exercise bike, and it was like a six thousand dollar exercise bike. Ooh. I couldn't I couldn't sell it for five hundred dollars, and everyone in the room passed the integrity test. I was like, this is something that we should never never right? auction. Oh my and, God. Uh, I still have that exercise bike untouched. Are it's, you using it? No. <laughs> so uh, the food was bought by Windy City Pizza in Delray Beach. Yes. Delish. Yes. I've been there. I love that place. So I was very excited. Thank you so much to the fine folks over there. And um, uh, let me just say real quick, uh -oh. I'm so proud of this 500th episode. The, the people in this room really have become uh, close friends, even though it's virtual close friends. Those are just as good. And I'm very proud of you, and I'm very proud of the partnership that you helped me create with our cigar, um, with Steve. And it's, it's truly a unique, unique experience in my life, and I thank you for that. And so without did you, you, ever, you... Did you ever think that your logo was going to be on a brand selling all over the country? Yeah. No, and on, I couldn't be more proud. Um, the partnership, I just had uh, Battleship Beef last week, and just hanging out with Steve... It was just really a partnership that was meant to be. He truly understands what we do, and his, his quality is off the charts, and I'm so proud of that. So, and I only have one person to thank, and that's Abe. 
and uh, thank really you for that. That's the person you have to well, right there. Yeah, well, it, everything's meant to be. My friend Jill uh, is here. Um, she works with Altidus. And without the introduction back in 2017, about eight weeks after I moved to Florida, um, with, without that... And like literally one month before the grace. Month. One month before, and I didn't you know. Walked in my office, I'm like, okay, dude, yeah, what do you need? Yeah, I and go. Hurry up, <laughs> tell me your story. And then six months later, once Abe got to his first meeting, we uh, we really um, started this incredible um, thing that we've started together. Uh, you're just as big a part of this as I am, and I, I thank you for that. I really do, and it's been a an incredible life story that we're working on together. So thank well, you for that. Kudos to you. Good luck. I, I don't think you need it. I think uh, the Red Meat Lovers brand uh, is going to be a big hit and one of the most sought-after items in the yeah. show this year. So uh, oh. it'll be fun. I'll, unfortunately, you yeah. won't be there, but I'll be there to watch it and yeah. see it happen. So. And I'll tell you what, um, what we do and we, every event we do, we partner with a different charity. Uh, we're up to about $1.2 raised through live auction, silent auction, and That's raffle. Amazing. That's not peanuts. Yeah. And, and we both know that the cigar community is so giving. The best. And it's, it's just really a great partnership that we've started. And raising money for charities has really become a life's mission. And thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for launching. Thank you. Thank thank you. you. Yeah, You're thank welcome. You. And I'm, I'm excited to hear about Fred. Secretary of State. Thank you, man. Our next Welcome guest. Is Where is he? I don't see him. Somebody. Uh, you're not, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there he is. Our next guest is someone who's no stranger to KMA Talk Radio. He's been on it many, many times as a cigar manufacturer, as author, as a personality. Uh, let's everybody please give it up for Fred Rui. Yeah. You should get a meet your maker. Fred, really. The Godfather. Let's give a meet your maker. Go I ahead. want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. Fred Rui. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you follow Raphael, but I'm like totally stealing this box idea that I noticed he did this. Go. I literally almost wore a blue jacket because I knew he would have a blue jacket. I mean, he's got the whole, you know, arrived on a boat. I'm from Wisconsin, so, I mean, I don't have anything more, you know, U.S. than that. Um, you, you know, I'm one of the guys, I'm really one of those people. I'm very comfortable in my own skin. Always have been. doesn't matter where I am in life. It is what it is. I, I make good with what I have, right? So I'm very one, never one of these guys that live by Kierzo, ah, but I'm going to tell you something. If, if I did have a category, if I had to come back and be somebody else, and it's not about the money, right? it's just about the ways of life. I think Raphael might fall in that category. Oh, yeah. I think he's a top five for me. I yeah, yeah. I, I had to come back and be somebody else. I'm in in this industry. Yes. Yes. He, yeah. He would fall in the, nah, I would fall. I, yeah. I got to put yeah. him and probably Herklotz in the top five for me. Yeah. Just, I mean, because they look good. Yeah. By the way, congratulations on 500. Um, I don't know why we're making a big deal out of it, quite frankly. There were 591 episodes of Lassie, but hey, whatever. Right. I mean, there were nine dogs. There's only one of you, so congratulations. There were nine dogs. There were nine Lassies? 
sorry, anyway. I didn't. Did I? I didn't mean it. I did I? I <laughs> did you know? I, no I did not know that. Yeah, there were nine. There were nine. Yeah. How many seasons? Like, 591 well, episodes. It's odd that you actually know these facts. But they did it They did it more than once a week, didn't they, last season? So, so there was a period where they did two, um, and actually there was a special run where they did three, but I don't know how, like, so I looked it up because I was trying to fi figure this out. I'm like, okay, who's done this? Seasons. So Yeah, 19 seasons. seasons. So I'm wow. trying to figure this out, and I'm looking, and I'm like, so how did you make 591 episodes of Timmy stuck in the well and here's Lassie barking, you know, what, what is that Lassie? Oh, uh, Timmy, what? Timmy? Oh, in the well? Okay, let's go. You know, I mean, I don't know how they did, but, but you, again, there's only one of you, so, um, you know. And all of the Lassies were male. And oh, really? Yeah, because they say the Collies are prettier than the females. The male Collie is prettier than the female. Didn't know. Wow, and I thought I knew useless facts. I know, I stupid. Mean, like, yeah. I, I wouldn't have known how many episodes there were, yeah. but... That's a that's a little fact. See, there you go. My head is so there's Lassie college. years and there's gonna be Abe years. So uh, yeah, it's true. It's right. true. Wow. So Fred, you've obviously we've had you on a bunch of times. You've become. I have been on one point eight five percent of your shows. Wow. He's coming wait, wait. here with the facts. I you know, figured that out. Did you do some research when you came? Well, no, I just counted how many episodes divided by five hundred. It's not. It's and not rocket. You run a cigar shop. <laughs> how do you do the math? I mean, yeah, I just did the math. I just divided. <laughs> you're a, well, half of people are above are you average. call-ins? Because you've called in a couple of times. And I, well, if it was well. a show, yeah. No, okay. it, so there were, there were uh, we did, a, I've done, four, this is the fourth one live. Okay. So we did one out of here, one out of each studio I did, and then back here again. Okay. And then there were, there were three other call-in ones. Yeah, because we, we yeah. had you call in quite a bit, um, especially back in the day with Nomad. So obviously you're I miss I miss this, by the way. The, well, one smoking because we, we couldn't we couldn't smoke in the no not close to you that's just that's the part I don't miss. Um, <laughs> one we couldn't smoke in the studio one right, so we're right. sitting here talking about cigars and we can't light up a cigar yeah. and I've eaten sixteen bagels before the start. Of the show. Uh, oh, those bagels were great. Oh man. I'm well, sorry I cut you off. This is welcome to the show. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, listen, that's, that's what the show is. No, I just wanted to talk about, so you're pretty set, set in your role. Obviously, you've made your mark with Illusione. Like, tell us what, what's going on now. Like, what, what don't we know what's going on with you guys? Well, you don't know nothing, typically, so that's... Well, yeah, I mean, what, what, like... Wait a minute, I also want to point out that Fred also made it here before Paul for the show. He did, yeah, and yeah. he's coming from Orlando. Hours. Oh, wow, yeah. Hours, hours. before Paul. He yeah. Did, and Fred came almost three hours away. I literally got in from Nicaragua last night at 11 o'clock at night. Wow. So, yeah. And yeah. I won't talk about why I was late. I'm a gentleman. I, I was no late. Idea. I take oh, over. You have no idea. And I got, I got in late last night to Orlando at 11 o'clock back from Nicaragua. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. There was that moment I finally get home like, God damn it. I got to go to the show tomorrow. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm, I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited with the Luciani thing. Um, I, I started in the industry in 2010. It was 2012 when I had my own cigar and had a run, and I, I wouldn't change a thing. And I echo everything Raphael said about the industry and what I thought was going to be easy was hard and, and vice versa. Uh, but you have to have a passion. And if you, you, I could spend the rest of my life in DR or Nicaragua, and it's just like, just shut your mouth get, once you get in that border and just absorb all you can. And then um, I've told the story a million times, but you know, when I first went down there, I was just another gringo with a checkbook, and they're basically just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then after, it was literally about almost two years into it, they, they just kind of go, 
all right, this person's genuine. Let's go ahead and you know share information with them. He's, he's earned he's earned his share. Yeah, of I think now. yeah, I think they just want to. And, and it's interesting because Abe was talking earlier about all the new brands, and I saw that last year at PCA, and I'm I'm walking down that aisle, you know, that aisle that just had tons. I'm like, I don't recognize right? any of these. I was so shocked. And I, mean, I was talking to another manufacturer because obviously they look where everybody's at. I'm like. It's worse this year. Yeah, and I'm like, God love you, man. I mean, best of luck, because it's just so hard. I mean, it's just, even, you know, I mean, so what's your best case scenario? You, you come up with a great cigar. Are you, are you integrated enough that you have access to that? Because if you're just buying tobacco, good luck getting that. One, good luck buying tobacco yeah, again. Right. And then also good luck getting the exact same tobacco. I mean, the guys that have been around for a long time that have proven themselves they have a depth of tobacco that they know that they can go several several years. Some companies can go up to five to seven years. So in other words, we could have no growing for seven years, and they they can run that they out for five it. to seven years. Now they're in trouble after yeah, that. Right. But you know you have to be able to sustain a bad year, like a, a bad crop year, or maybe two bad crop years. The tobacco is not doing. You know, with, with Louisiana, Dion is so picky in the tobacco. There's there's no marginal like okay, it's good enough. He is so pass or fail. Um, you know. It's probably one of the really true people that can smoke a cigar and break down composition. It's very shocking. Dion is one of probably the most knowledgeable retailers as far as you know, you know, not being a manufacturer offhand, but one of the most knowledgeable people in this industry, not just retailers, about tobacco and strains and how it works together. And I'm usually typically amazed every time we talk to him. And he has a superpower. Superpower. Yeah. Superpower. It is. It is. You know. So the first time I actually got to go to Nicaragua with Dion was last December, and so we were there for five days. Almost two of the days were literally just in with the Palones. That's tobacco. It's not ready yet. And he's checking all, he's, he's rolling them up, okay, you know, keep an eye on this, keep like, okay, I don't like this one, I, I don't think it's going to work, this one's great, put this on my radar. So that's one stage that he's doing. Another stage is, is that they're ready to roll cigars, now it's tobacco ready to roll, and he, he sits at a rolling table and he, they, just, they keep bringing him all, all the blends, he rolls them up, he smokes them, he's like, okay, this one's good. Okay, uh, this one, the binder leaf's wrong, so go bring me these other binder leaves. we got to swap this out. Uh, and, then, and then he has a final stage where literally they're rolled, and I've seen him reject entire lots because wow. something wasn't exactly... So it's his superpower. It's also what sometimes has always made it that inner circle cigar because, I mean, look, everybody talks about how they have attention to detail, and everybody talks about, oh, we only use the best tobacco, and oh, we're super picky. And, and most of it's bullshit. Because most of it, are, honestly, people are just, you know, here's, we're trying to make money. Um, I've just seen him just leave money on the table going, look, you know, if it's not ready, it's not ready. If it's not right, it's not right. So, Cole, we have a photo. Okay. It's, it says photo. Um, <laughs> Way to make it easily identifiable <laughs> for him. Let's yeah, let's, him. yeah. It literally says, okay, I'll do it. I'm looking for it. it says, he literally it. told you, you it's the one that says photo. Okay. So, Fred, you posted this the other day. <laughs> So is this cooking up something new, or is this no, so, off on this is okay to roll off? So this off? was, I can tell you what he was looking at is he was actually going through, um, I think that was one-off. I think that was one-off, and they're getting ready to roll more one-offs. And we have, we have them in the warehouse, but it's the next stage of them, you know, to, to fill that. And he's going through the entire cigar and the tobaccos that he's already had on the radar, already ready to send out and already ready to be rolled, and he's just giving the final approval that everything went through every stage and is exactly where he thought it would be at the very end. Man, he's got great hair. 
<laughs> Didn't we, we, Paul. He does have great. We, I think we voted. Great. I think we voted him as uh, the best hair in the industry in one one episode. Did we have an episode best hair? In we talked that about it. That could be in the next season of Tales. Wait, did I not get hair. that like ten years no, ago I when I had long when I had long hair? Did I not get that? You were in the running. Okay, you were in the running. I don't know if there's that many people that we can come up with ten different people each. Right. Well, I'm not sure. Count right. I think Saka has a good head. Best Saka. head. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think you can come up with ten people that have hair, but okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Fred could Fred could be. I mean, I remember Fred well, had a little bit of a Fred's longer hair. Yeah. Yeah. Fred used to have very like, you know, romance novel book hair. Yeah, Fabio hair. Fabio hair. You know what? It's it, look. I, I miss part of it. Yeah, it, it ruins your hair. The humidity's horrible. Yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> no. It's um, honestly, it's one of those things that looks great. And when you take that photo, and then you walk outside, and it's all over the place. And so I started around the house. I would put it in a man bun when I'm around the house. And I go to get mail, and my wife's like, you are not walking out of the house with a man bun. And I'm like, seriously? So I'm just kidding. You are not getting the mail with a man bun. And I'm like, okay. Wow. So uh, another burning question I'm sure everybody has. Is, is there going to be a sequel to the Bacon book? I don't know, man. I barely got that one through. I mean, it's not like a good deal when I started writing. I got halfway through, and I'm like, Give, no one gives a shit my take on stuff like that. And then, so I, I grinded through and got the second half. And um, if I do a second one, I already got title, which is no one cares what you had for lunch. So, um, you know, because all the food posts and, yeah. you know. Uh, in the works. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I have not. You know, you say that, but I'm going to tell you something somebody who makes food posts. Great reading. But definitely I make food posts about food I cook, not necessarily like where I go eat. Yeah. Unless it's something really epic, right? Those posts get a lot of plays. They do. I, I remember, and, and it's always been that. I've always done that. And, and I remember um, someone very big in the industry in 2013 came to me and said, hey, man, I want to give you some advice. And it was a, a big name, so of course I'm going to listen. And he's like, you do a lot of posts that are just really stupid stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you need more of you smoking your cigar or something like that. And I, I, I thought about it, but it was a conscious decision. One, everybody, like, I'm smoking my cigar. It's the best. I got it. You like your cigar, right. okay? You know, and, and sure, you can work those in. But I wanted something. I'd walk into a shop and go, dude, I saw your post last week. It cracked the, I wanted your cigar. You wanted the human, I bought one of your cigars. I'm like, okay. I think this is better than me posting going, hey, this is the best one. And I will post cigar ones occasionally, but it's just a lot of fun. It's my outlet. And I don't do, uh, same thing. I don't, I don't do politics. Anytime I border on politics, it's like four threads before it just goes completely sideways. And you're like, Really? I was posting marshmallow peeps. How the hell did you get here? How did we get there? Yeah. You know? Literally, my goal every, like, not, like, if I'm making a post that doesn't have a purpose, like, I'm doing this great, my goal is either to make somebody laugh or make somebody smile, right? Or yeah. happy about yeah. right? I'm sharing either a pretty cool, happy moment in life or something funny like a text conversation with Paul. Right. You know, that's always. It's great. Uh, yeah. Now, after yesterday, that's like the fourth text conversation that you posted. Uh, I'm Bro, gonna have to. You, you it's bet? Snapchat you only. Snapchat. Audio, audio. Snapchat. You can't help yourself. You can't help yourself. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so I had a question on that post, by the way. You said the BMW was after your first son. He got rid of it after his first. Child. But he got a Mercedes. No, he said son. No, child. son. I only have two. I only have. I have two children. Oh, so I thought son. there was a daughter that like you didn't care about. And no, you're no. like, oh yeah, I'll still keep her. Yeah, the BMW is fine. <laughs> I thought that. Okay, all right. Rid of the 
BMW, but he has a Mercedes. Just keep that it's in mind. My, that's my wife's car, and I have a Well, because you were, you, were, you were bumped from that. <laughs> no, I wasn't bumped. She had a See, nice car before. you were before. definitely bumped. <laughs> I know you were so bumped. Oh, I, think so, it's, I think it's so cute that you don't know you were bumped. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just so I cute. I paid for it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, see, of course. <laughs> that, that's how getting bumped works. It doesn't mean you don't pay for it. Right. But I, I think it's just it's a testament. Cause I used to think it was me. I said, I might be in too hard on Paul, right? But when you see Coop doing it, right, you know that this is just an effect of knowing him, right? It's not right. me. Right. Right? This is what he brings upon him. That is really the equivalent of the kid that didn't get picked on and kick, picked out in kickball. Yeah, yeah. The kid that's on the sideline that has crutches picking on the other kid. I mean, that, that, that's about wow. as low. Yeah, that's, that's low. I love it. Man, giving us a lot of entertainment throughout these 500 episodes. Evan Darnell said it best, and it could be probably the most true statement. I mean, he's a cultural hero. You don't agree with that statement? You're asking me? I think that you. I think Evan Darnell and I are in very similar situations, but. Well, he admits it. He knows. Right, right now, as far as his wife knows, he's in Publix. Okay. There is. Evan Darnell. There is no. There is. Are you a Publix? Publix. Yes. Right. What do you have to come home with? I could send somebody across the street. It's right across the street. Right now to get it for you when you go home. There you go. <laughs> there Robert, is right up your alley. There is literally no scenario that I would have you in a sense saying I'm like Evan Darnell. I mean, there is. You don't see the resemblance. <laughs> oh, the, totally. Look so much alike. The physique alone. They both have T-shirts. Paul. Paul is the spinning resemblance of Evan's left thigh. I'm not it's like that Schwarzenegger thigh. movie Twins with Danny DeVito. Stepbrothers. He's, he's Schwarzenegger, you're Danny DeVito in Twins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm alright with that. I'm alright with that. I love Danny DeVito. You can relate to that character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, Paul is without a doubt an integral part of the dynamic and personality of the show. Always has been. And I think the show, you know, how many episodes have you been on, you know? I was trying to figure it out because when I started, I wasn't necessarily on air. Like right, you were a producer. I, but I still, like, chimed in once in a while right. from the booth. Yeah, you're, his chime-ins were so good. I just finally uh, said, you there need was to a, get yeah. on the other side It was somewhere early 200s. It, it was the point when you started going to those daddy classes. That's when it all started. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were behind the glass. Yeah, the di di what was that, diaper daycare or something? Like daddy, that? Da well, what was it? it was, I forget. It was, like, daddy boot camp. Yeah, daddy, 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 daddy boot camp. camp. Can anybody in the audience imagine if their father went to daddy boot camp? This is a different generation, man. How really? What's changed? We didn't go. You're an adult and you had a kid. <laughs> Listen. Did it, did it do any good? No. <laughs> I didn't go. Remember, I told you I didn't go because the dads didn't show up. All right, it got canceled. Right. The, the guys with the ball said, screw this, I'm not go. going. <laughs> Paul showed one. up alone. No, the guys with the kids didn't show up, but the guys without the kids, but the whole point was to have kids in there and... The dads go through stuff with you, but they did it on like Father's Day or so. I don't remember what it was. So you just didn't want anything to do with your kids. I got it. Okay. Basically. Yeah, I got it. I, I had never, I'm the youngest child. I had never changed a diaper. I had never even held a baby younger than I a year old. I'm pretty confident that no man, pretty much, very seldom, I never want. ever changed a diaper before they had their yeah. own kid. I never changed one. I, and I, I still kids. didn't. I, my first diaper was <laughs> when, when my son you was yeah, yeah, it's just I, weird. I, 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 wait, 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 what? Diaper? Right, hey, diaper? Bob, do you mind if I come over well, and change had, your kid's diaper? Today? I had nephews, so I, I could have tried Who's on them, I guess. Okay, wait, 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 Paul, Paul, was it your own diaper? Was it Was it like an adult? Yeah, okay, all right, okay. 
like I, I said, I look at the entertainment value. I'm a nephew. I've never changed right? my diaper. Like, it's not my job. I know it's <laughs> not your job. Like, you're watching as the uncle, it's way the point we're trying to outside make is of the scope of my fucking no work. You're in no position than every man that pretty much I wanted to be educated. I wanted to be prepared. I'm a very prepared, prepared individual. You're show, but you want to be educated. <laughs> very, very prepared individual. Oh, my God. 500 episode, and we started out with technical difficulties. You've not got your shit together yet? I mean, <laughs> seriously. Came in. What time did you get here? But Paul, 9.45. Paul, Paul really, his personality persona has become a big asset. He's the anti-Abe. I am the anti-Abe, He's I the guess. He's the anti-Abe. Yeah. He's everything I'm not, so it works out great. But funny enough, we agree on a lot more. Sure, sure we do. Otherwise, we wouldn't be friends. Yeah, especially off the air, we agree. But, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely the antagonist. <laughs> for sure. But that's a tribute to this, like we were saying with Raphael, that's a tribute to this community that we're a part of, in all honesty. Because even before I, before I got involved with, with you guys, I, I enjoyed going to a cigar shop and just sitting down and talking to, to random people. I would do it in Manhattan, I would do it on Long Island. Like, well, it's it a lot just, different for you now. It is different now, actually. Yeah. Well, because I know what I'm, I, I know a little bit more about what I'm smoking. I'm not just picking something that looks pretty off the shelf, that's one. Well, no, well, let's face it now, you're actually somebody in the industry. You went from being a guy smoking this. I don't know if I would You're kind of a big deal now. I mean, I you know. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you know. But, no, you are. You I, don't, are. I don't consider myself in the industry, but I consider well, myself don't. in the know of the industry. No, you don't, but you are. Well, that's very nice of you. No, it's just a fact, bro. You've been on 300 episodes of KMA Radio every Saturday morning relating and talking to people all over the world. You've now been the face of the virtual great smoke, broadcasting tens of thousands. You're part of the industry. Yeah, I'm. I'm proud of it. I'm very proud. I know you are. It's been great. How How else would we have gotten to meet? You know, I never would have been exposed to guys like Fred and, and Raphael and Jonathan Drew, and it's It's been a, an awesome ride for me. And Guy Fieri. I love it. Oh, you missed that. Show, I did not right. see Guy. I did not get. Uh, I have met Guy. Up. I have met Guy. Him. But I did not get to do that show. I'll be up show. at 4 a.m. I'll, I'll be, be up there. at 4 a.m. No, I was in Hawaii. <laughs> I was in Hawaii. It was Listen, a... no one questions of you. No one has a problem with you not being there at 4 a.m. when you're in Hawaii. I thought I it's would. It's the fact that you adamantly thought that you would be there. Right. I, right. Making fun of I woke up at about 9.30, but I wasn't going to chime We all know it's an impossibility. <laughs> we all know. So, Fred. <laughs> Don't make this about me. So, Fred, <laughs> big thing last year, trade show. Repackaging. Yeah. Um, a lot of people talked about it. Some in favor, some didn't get it. Where are you guys at with that now? Is your so it's it's done. It's it's done. It's it's hitting the shelves now. Um, the bigger thing, really, than the repackaging was uh, the release of the uh, Habano. So that became part. The original documents line. Yeah. So it became part of the original document. Now Coop can probably talk to it. He just smoked it. He, he. I don't. I don't speak in all the like cool acronyms of yeah you know boysenberries from the south part of the hill and all that stuff i don't i don't have that vernacular but um uh yeah so that was that was the big thing is that you know kind of tightening up that line it was time for a little bit of refresh i think really the line in the sand is is that illusione has always been a circle of friends cigar when a rep walks in and you ask you know I mean, we had like 15 on ca's top 25 list or whatever it's been um the the highest vertical rating i think was the epernay of stars across all sizes for in, in ca's history i think so i mean it's always been that kind of cigar geek cigar like you know if, if a rep walks in he's probably got a couple in his little case and stuff like that so it's always been so our big thing last year and going into last year is 
it's kind of time to come out of the shadows and not just be that if you know, you know. And so the repackaging uh, gave it a different, fresher look. And then also standardizing the sizes. So instead of, you know, calling it an 888, which is Dion, what he was nicknamed for Churchill, it's called a Churchill, you know, and things like that. <laughs> so it goes through the line. And you had the Habano the other day. Yeah, the Habano, I thought, was a big, a big step for you guys. Because um, I, I don't think you had, like, did you have another Habano in the line before then? No, and actually it was the step. So Dion's very, as we talked earlier, he's very tobacco specific. Yeah. So AJ had a, a, a Habano, a Nicaraguan Habano that Dion wanted. And that's why Dion went to AJ's factory to make that cigar. Because he, he, and it's largely based on what he already knows with the Corojo and stuff like that. But he wanted that Habano. And he wanted his expression of a Nicaraguan cigar. And I will say the one thing that, you know, guys that smoke a lot of AJ's stuff. And I, li and I like a lot of AJ's cigars. Um, there's a signature. Every, every, every factory has a signature to their tobacco. I always tell cigar people that are starting out, you know, and they're paying attention to what they're smoking, pay attention to what factory it's out of because they, they have a process, their tobacco. And so you can really get a lot of similarities with AJ's. And, and, and Dion's is very different. It's, it's, it's very different. You wouldn't very peg different. it necessarily as automatically out of AJ's. Uh, That's not good or bad. That's just, it is what it is. Hey, to, to everyone in the audience, please, uh, everybody in the audience, if you guys are talking, can you please keep it to a whisper? Please. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard for us to hear Thank when you. you guys are talking. So you just keep oh, it to a whisper. Shut up. We are doing a live show. We appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> I was having trouble hearing you. No. So so the Habana was it, it was a big deal, and then also the other big deal that was Singulari was always an annual blend. Dion did a different blend every year for Singulari, and what he did was is he decided to create a core line out of it. So he took the what the blends that he liked the best and basically made it the, what is now the Singulari origin. So the only thing that's got the repackaging those original do original documents as of now. What's that? The only thing that got repackaged, redesigned, was the original documents. Yes, one off had a subtle change to it okay. in the repackaging, but um, what about like the It has not yet, but I suspect that he's probably going to work through the portfolio and kind of give every now whether it's you know original documents was was a significant re you know refresh uh, from the boxes we have there. Significant. Uh, the other ones may be more subtle. So I don't think it's a secret to anybody, especially not people in this community, that Dion is not uh, necessarily the guy that likes to be in the spotlight. Nope. I mean, what have we had him on the show? Have we had him on twice? Twice, maybe twice at most. Once in uh, person, once over the phone. Yes. Uh, so is, is part of, of you um, going maybe, there? Maybe once virtual too, three times. Maybe. Okay. Is part of you going there like to, I mean, are you, are you essentially the voice of Illusione, like the, the guy that's in front of everyone? Is I mean, probably a little bit more so, definitely more so than Dion, yeah. but, um, you know, we always want, we don't want it to be a guy. I mean, it's still the company first, and so you always kind of right, wrestle with it. The brand is the most important Yeah, yeah part, the brand yeah. is, and, and so you're always kind of wrestling with that, because connection takes a person, but you want you want it to be the brand. Yeah. And so, but yes, I mean, I, I, when I, I, so I've been on there since last, April last year, and I was very um, humbled by when the announcement came out, just so many comments of how it was great for him, how it was great for me, that it was a good pairing. And we had to figure out that working relationship. But Dion is as is, is meticulous and, and hands-on as he on the tobacco. He gives me a lot of latitude. I mean, he, you know, I mean, he, he pretty much, we, don't, we, we talk one, maybe once a week. Okay. We'll text more often, but um, he's pretty good about that. But yeah, it, it, it's more of, 
I'm trying to help get the, the, the message out there. When I have somebody that's a, a hardcore cigar smoker and they haven't had it, you, you've missed out. You really have. There's a reason this brand is this brand. There's a reason this brand could, could do so well for so long, since 2005, without repackaging, without any gimmicks. Without, we don't do a lot of swag. Right. We, don't, we don't do a lot of swag. We don't have T-shirts. We don't make it rain, lighters and cutters. Gave everybody a uh, cigar. I, I just flew back from Nicaragua, so I just grabbed something out of the humidor. I didn't have a chance to grab anything out of the warehouse, so I grabbed some stuff out of the uh, humidor for everybody to try. Um, so it, it, it's always been the cigars first and foremost. Right, right. So I'm just somebody that can kind of get out there a little bit more, and his highest and best use of his time, quite frankly, is concentrating on the tobacco. So I don't know another guy that's down there every six, eight weeks checking everything going through. And having... You know, owned your own brand, built a brand, sold a brand. You know, did you think you were going to stay in the industry? I mean, because uh, I know you said when you first, when the announcement came out, we had you on. Mm -hmm. I think we may have been the first ones to have you, or was Close it? To it we we, yeah, we were. Yeah. So, you said you said directly to Abe, you're like, you know, if I were going to do this, the fact that it's with Dion is the most amazing part of it. Yeah. You were like, this is the brand. Like, I I love that it's this brand. Yeah. Did you think? Like, were you hourly looking to go somewhere? No, no. I mean, I, it was one of those ones. So when I sold the brand, I got some great phone calls from some great companies. But to be honest, I didn't care if I just went back to being a cigar consumer. Right. I mean, that's where I'm happy. I, lo I love smoking everybody else's cigars. Job of them all. Yeah, it is. Well, it's the most expensive job in some uh, ways, yeah. if it's all. But uh, so, so, yeah, because I went back out. And the first thing, I'm like, I had to go pay full price for cigars. And I'm like, well, this sucks. That you know. Sucks. How much does that cost? <laughs> you know. Um, but... It was a very short list of people that I liked the company and I liked all their cigars and the philosophy and everything goes with it. So there were a lot of great companies that I'm just like, I just, I just don't see myself as a fit. Right. And it wasn't one of those things that I didn't need the money, so it was all going to have to be on my terms. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it had to make sense. And Dion and I talked for years. Hey, maybe we'll do something at some point. We go back and forth. And I always joke that it was like the longest, so are we going to the prom or not type situation. right. right. And then he just called me out of the blue last uh, February. Matter of fact, we were at Pro Cigar, and he called me out of the blue. And I was filming those shows that I wanted to do just to put out there for everybody. Which and we talk about it. And well. then um, I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do it. I mean, he was, he, he was a, a top three brand. And, and honestly, when I say he was a top three brand, I would even consider there's nobody else. It wasn't like I'd get down to number eight. It's just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just cool smoking cigars. Right, right. You know. Let's talk about the, the is it, is a, what do you call the series? Is it a document? It's not really a documentary. What do you, I don't, no, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was during that weird two years that I had sold the brand and, and wasn't working Luciane. And so I'm still on shows. Like Coop has me on or somebody has me on. And, and it's literally. Great fodder. Well, yeah, and it's literally that, like, why, you know, it's, it's like, why am I here? You know, I mean, why, why, why am I here? I mean, you know, it was the guy that used to own. No, yeah, formal. It's just weird. Uh, and so I wanted to do something, and so I thought I was. I, I went to DR. My I was down for Pro Cigar, and I was uh, sitting with Ernesto Creo, and we were just talking or whatever like that. And we're it's just having drinks. It's not. There's not an event. There's nothing else going on. And I thought it'd be really cool for people to just see them as people, not necessarily be on a show where they're showing their latest cigar and, you know, here's why you got to buy my latest cigar. Right. So the idea was is I, I didn't want any sponsors. I didn't, want, I didn't care if I made any money. It was my give back to the cigar community, and I wanted them to see those guys 
the way they were. Just I wanted it to be 75% personal life, 25% cigars. In reality, it's probably 60% cigars and 40% personal life just because you can't, you can't get away from it. So the first episode is Carlito Fuente. And then there was, you know, and I allowed all of, I approached all of them and they're all like, absolutely, I'm in. I let them pick the location. Yeah, yep. Fuente wanted to do it at, at the <laughs> Chateau. Um, Hanky wanted to do it in a field. Lito Gomez and Tony wanted to do it on the factory floor, which was a sound nightmare. Yep. I literally, the sound was so bad. It's saying that in the field too, but the, the, the floor was horrible. Almost like here right now. Almost. Right. I literally had to hire a guy, a Hollywood producer, a sound audio guy to fix it, and he did great. But I'm very proud of him, and it was just a give back, to, you know, that, hey, you're smoking, you know, a Fuente, go, go, go watch this interview. And it, there are just some great moments in there that are just, you know, where they reveal stuff they've never, they've never said. Yeah, it was, it's very intimate as far as, like, I mean, I like the, the concept that it's you and them in a room. I mean, obviously, there's crew, like... Especially with Lito, like I feel like really like opened up with you, and you guys obviously have some kind of a. No, he's the one I had the least relation. Really? Scared the shit out of oh my me. God, I thought you guys were like. No, friends. no, scared the shit out of me. I mean, that was the one I was. That was the only one I was nervous about, because I, I I go back and I watch I watch Carlito on some episodes, and and Carlito will sit there and he'll talk to you, but he's always scanning the crowd and he's like this and he's answering your question right, and he's looking right. away and so I'm like I gotta mentally prepare for when I'm there. Him like looking off, Not but still, yeah. He was like this the entire hour. Just Did it freak you out? It, no, because he, he has a way of making you comfortable. He's so genuine. He's so um, just yeah. revealing, you know, information. One of my, one of my favorite TGS videos, uh, interviews. Oh man, it, yeah. and emotional and. and yeah. You know, invested oh, in the interview. He that. gets, he gets, he gets, you know, teary-eyed. At one point, I'm like, let's change it because we're all getting teary-eyed. I busted him on one thing that I'm like, that's how comfortable it made me feel. So he's talking about the factory. And if you ever have a chance to see his factory in DR, it, it, it's amazing. I don't know anybody that's in a building. There's crown molding in the janitor's closet. I mean, so he's, he's talking about building this and wanting to show people and the heritage. And he's super big on family, as everybody knows. And so at one point, I'm asking him, like, well, Carly, you, you don't really give tours unless someone gets an invite. So did you build this factory for other people? Did you build it for yourself? And he's like, yeah, I guess I built it for myself. That's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you something. It's, it's very funny because most people don't understand this. I try to have this conversation with people from time to time. You know, most of the time, I just fly by my seat of my pants. I want to do something. I think of it. I make it. I work. I do it. I'm not really thinking of my kids or legacy or three generations back, right? Every decision these guys make, which is why a lot of times they are so slow to get something, right? Like a, you know, Fuente Padron collaboration. Um, you know, it takes them a long time to get there because every decision they think about is not about today. They literally make decisions. How is this going to affect our great grandkids? Yeah. And their kids. I mean, that's too much pressure for me to live and try to make decisions that way, right? I, I used to think the whole, like, you know, for the people and family, I'm like, oh, that's good. You read that in a marketing book. That's a really good thing to pass on. But 
when you're there, you you feel it. And everyone, everyone, like Lito was talking about legacy and 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 just you know when he dies, what's he gonna do this? And Tony's like, you never told me that. When you die, you want this. That, I mean, just that was a great interview. You know, yeah, there's a lot of that. Well, and so I didn't realize that they've never done an interview together. Nope. And Manola and uh, Raquel Casado had never done an interview together. I didn't I didn't know that at the time. But um, but to your point, they they they, they, they it's genuine with them. They they think about past generations and what not to lose. They think about how they're, they don't think about like, you know, we think about, oh, I own a plumbing company, I'm gonna leave it to my son. I mean, they don't, they don't, they, they, they think generationally, uh, Hanky the same way. I mean, you know, what, what mark do you leave and what do you leave, how do you, how do you leave it better than you found it? How do you contribute to the depth of thought that most people can't even comprehend because we're not at that level to think. Yeah. Like, I'm worried about my kids' kids. Or right. You know, it's, it's really mind blowing, but I've been able to witness it and see the process of it so I have an understanding of it. It's like Raphael said, you know, it's like, I, you know, I don't know if I do, I didn't, well, I did the, those episodes for nothing. I did it for free and it cost me a lot of money. So, I mean, it, it, they, I think they would do it for, they don't care how much money they make. Yeah. They really don't. They're trying to create something and put it out there. And that's what I love about this industry. Well, yeah. Because it's not about that anymore. Yeah. When they first started, they're hungry. They're like, I got to get food on the table. Yeah. I feed their kids, but now it's way beyond that. I've said it once, I said it before, and I say it in a way that not to be offensive. But Curly's passion at this point is, is beyond the cigar, selling cigars. Cigar, I think selling cigars is the last thing Carlito thinks about in his day. It, it, it doesn't even factor into what he's trying to do today. I don't think Carlito even knows half the time what's going on in the no. sales. He's, and he doesn't want to. No, yep. I agree. It's now about building legacies, foundations, bettering lives of of, of the, the world around him, and it's such a different level of thinking. You know, it really is. I mean, it's 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 a very unique industry. I mean, what I love about the whole cigar, you know, club environment is that you can have a guy that makes a zillion dollars a year next to a guy that's unemployed, next to a guy that makes minimum wage, and everybody everybody's equal. Everybody, yeah. and we come here, we solve the world's problems, we go home, it's all fucked up. We got to come back the next day and fix them again. Can I, can I swear on the show? Because yeah. I've already done it like three times. So, no, you know, I mean, okay, good. It, it is, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, you have those people that do that. And, and again, I mean, just, you know, you got guys like Dion and some other guys that, that, that are that next generation of guys that still, they're impassioned about that. It's not about the money. It's about what can I create? What am I putting out there? Right. All right, so we got some things coming up. We're going to close. We're going long, obviously, because yep. of the technical difficulties. But we're going to do a scoop with Coop. We're going to give away another prize in the next few minutes here. And we're going to do a Would You Rather up ahead here coming up. And we have a phenomenal cake that we're going to bring out and celebrate all at the end of KMA Talk Radio. So um, at this point, we're going to go take a scoop. That's your cue, Paul. I'm good. All right. To find out, what is the scoop with Coop this week? What's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. News, I, I, out of my judgment, I forgot. I wanted to go to one more dummy dialer because we got two more to squeeze That's fine. Before the show. So we're going to squeeze in a dummy dialer. I feel, can, can we just keep it quiet here because the TV doesn't play too loud? So we want people to enjoy this. And um, I'm going to see if I can remember what this Cheeseburger. 
All right, so I don't know. This cheeseburger one was this is a, the aftermath, right? So this is a four segment. This was literally four different phone calls. So I think Alex only put down one. Maybe during a, a Cami episode, we'll play all four. But this is a girl who called me, who wanted to find out where we're at. And of course, I never tell them where we're at. It's like some water tower, blah blah blah. blah, blah. And at one point during the conversation, because I'm acting like a stoner here at this point. So I've kind of made the agreement with this young lady that if she'll bring me a cheeseburger because I'm hungry, I'll hook her up with some of whatever the drugs she wanted. So this is actually funny. So at one point she can't find the place. She's calling back a third time. Like, I'm like, I don't know. My roommate drops me off in the morning. I don't know what the address. I'm like, Let me look through my cards. So I start looking through my cards. And I give her. So as we had these conversations, I could determine where these people were calling from. So then I would get online and I would start looking at stuff in the area. So I actually sent this woman to the local police station. I gave oh, her that address. No. no, 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 you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. This is not that one? That's not where you sent her. You sent somebody else to the police station. Oh. You sent her somewhere else. Oh, was that another guy sent to the police station? You sent her to a Baptist church. A Baptist church, okay. <laughs> so um, so she's been she's been driving around with this Whopper and cheese in her car oh, my for like gosh. two hours trying to get to us. And it's, it's amazing what they, they won't give up, right? So um, I think at this point in the call, she's calling back and talking. She's not talking to me at this point, right? She's talking to a manager. She's talking to a manager complaining about the situation of wasting two hours of her life with a Whopper Jr. with cheese in her car trying to find us so so she could buy drugs, basically, or synthetic drugs. So let's go ahead and play this one. Thank you for calling Smoke In. How may I help you? Yeah, um... I'm a little pissed off at your facility. What what happened, ma'am? I'm a lot fucking pissed off. I drove all the way. I looked on the internet to find, and I know you probably disagree with smoking herbal potpourri, but I don't care. I'm a nurse, and all you can smoke is something legal, right? And so that's what I'm doing. And I looked on the internet for places that sell herbal potpourri, and the first place that came up was Smoke In, and in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. And so I drove uh, 149 miles to this said smoke in and ended up at a fucking Baptist church on Village Boulevard and called and the guy had me stop and get a fucking cheeseburger for him, told me he was going to hook me up fat, blah, blah, blah. And I wasted like a half a tank of gas. I'm going to be late getting my son from school, all because of some douchebag at your store. And I'm going to file a formal complaint with the Better Business Bureau. And I have your address and your phone number and all of your credentials. Okay, I think going the, down. I think the person that you would need to speak to is the owner. And I think, yeah. the owner, I think the owner spoke to you. He just left a couple of minutes ago, but he'll be back. Well, that doesn't matter to me. I've already placed a complaint on the Better Business Bureau, and it's, it's not good. So, And it's not going to look good for you to be advertising on the Internet that you sell products that you don't actually sell. And you shouldn't be letting some fucking stupid moron answer your goddamn phone and get somebody wrong address. Ma'am, I'm sorry. That, that person, person does not work here. Well, uh, that's it. That was it. Is that she it? hung up. So, oh, please. There you go. Oh, let me tell you, that was a four-part series. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you. Oh my God, she was pissed. So, so let's let's get this right. right? She's a nurse. Yeah. 
she's left her kids and is going to be late picking up her kids so she yes. can get some synthetic drugs, right? Yes. This is the conversation we're having. And she drove 149 miles. It, it yeah. really is absurd, man. It really is absurd. But that was, uh, great. That was great. And, and we're going to bring you guys, now that we found all these archives, we're going to bring you guys more of these dummy dialers every week. Well, that'll be a great segment. Oh, yeah. So did anybody get the cheeseburger? Or? Yeah, I never got the cheeseburger, bro. Oh, never got the cheeseburger. She probably there's gave a, it to her kids to make up for being characters. late. Yeah. I can't one of them where I should get somebody to break down and, and do a prayer with me over the phone. Oh, yeah. You don't need those girls. Come on. Let's do a prayer together. Come on. Pray with me. Oh, yeah. There's so many characters. This really went on for a while. We're going to have fun with this in the next year. And, and play a bunch of these dummy dialer segments. It's you, really good. So, should I play Coop's intro again? I, no, at this no. point, Coop, yeah, go okay. ahead. Tell us what is the scoop with Coop this week? All right, so it wouldn't be a KMA news report without uh, an STG release of the week. Oh boy. So they're getting ready for the trade show. Uh, so they're starting to make their announcements at the trade show. You heard the Boulevard was a few weeks ago. Uh, El Rey Del Mundo, uh, a brand that they brought into the Ford portfolio a, a couple years ago. Uh, they're going to have a uh, what's called the El Rey de Mundo Shade Grown. Uh, it is going to be a Connecticut shade release, but with uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> using a shade grown wrapper from Honduras. So a little different, not totally. I mean, look, I, I, when I, I I'm not going to lie, when I opened up the warehouse, because when I got in this business in 1997, um, that El Rey de Mundo, the three sizes and the tissue paper, the Robusto, Robusto, Larga, Robusto, Supreme, yeah. whatever it is. That was such a hot selling brand for me. Yeah. I could not keep it on the shelves. So when we opened up the warehouse, we had the ability to bring on a lot more lines than we could normally carry in our humidors, right? We had a lot more room. And I think I bought that out of just sheer, uh, what do you call it? Nostalgia. Thank you. Who said that? Thank you. Nostalgia. It was out of sheer nostalgia I bought it in. I don't think anybody's buying it. I don't think we've. Sold one? I don't think we've placed the reorder yet. Yeah, it's been a year and a half. I bought it out of sheer nostalgia. Nobody's buying it. So, yeah, I mean, it's a $6 cigar to do with this. Uh, it's a value price. You know, that tissue... It's always been a value price yeah. cigar. The, the tissue paper thing doesn't work for a stroll like this. I mean, I can see it in a catalog, but you can't put cigars in tissue paper. People can't see them. We used to sell, you know, we used to sell my boxes in really? stores. Really? I'm telling you, I, I used to sell it by the truckloads when I was simply a brick and mortar retailer. Wow. So when we opened the, the warehouse, I bought it in yeah. out of nostalgia. Thinking. Nobody buys it. Huh. So, wow. old brand. In fact, Blue, Blue Rothman, I believe, owned the mark for it for many years. Yes, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they had a little more up the hat, and then they, they brought it in to, uh, it was through Santa Clara for a while, then they brought it, they brought it in now to uh, Ford, because they needed some more brand. So, so listen, and when I say, I want everybody to understand, there's nothing wrong with cigars. Cigar's been around forever, it's a great cigar. It's just not moving for yeah. in our warehouse. So yeah. we have it online if you want to check it out. El Rey Del Mundo. There you go. What's See? next? All right. Osgener Family Cigars. Tim Osgener uh, has a limited release coming at the trade show. It's a new installment of the Pie Census Asia release. It's called Pie Census Asia Red. So the idea is they're trying to pair a cigar with a color. Yes. Um, red is like a spicy, bold cigar. So that's what they're going for here. Uh, this concept came from Tim's father, who was like, uh, he was doing artwork around uh, the different colors. So, uh, Pisintasasia, they're going to be doing this cigar with uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo. And Ernesto, basically Tim's moved all his production over now to Ernesto. Uh, this is a limited edition release. It looks like it's going to be an annual limited edition with a different color. 
Uh, if you're really interested, it's a Sumatra wrapper with a Nicaraguan binder and filler and a Toro side. Is the artwork his dad's artwork? Yeah, again? so those, those, yeah, that artwork on the band, which I didn't get the artwork, unfortunately, because it went, uh, wasn't distributed to us. Oh, so this isn't it. This is but just you his can logo. Show, yeah, that's just the logo of the company. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to see, like, what would the color so, red well, taste like. Uh, but listen, on the flip side, the yellow, the, this pie yellow did very well for us. And I very know, well. I yeah. very much enjoyed that. Yeah, it was, so it was a good cigar. It was a good cigar. And that was packaging was awesome. Yeah, I he was doing that with great. Luciano, that cigar. Yes, yes. But uh, so this one's going to be with Ernesto, and he's moved all the factory stuff over to Ernesto now. Sumatra? Sumatra. And, which is kind of a theme. We're seeing some Sumatras this year. All right, next up. Uh, I think this will excite a lot of people, maybe. Ferrier Tago uh, has a, a couple of timeless prestige, uh, they have a timeless prestige line extension called the Especiale. So if you were waiting to have a, 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 a Lancero size of the Ferrier Tago prestige, you're going to have one. It's a little shorter Lancero, six and a quarter by uh, 38. I was a little surprised that they went Lancero. I got to be completely honest. Well, we know you're it, not a Lancero guy. It's that ghost size that everybody talks about but never really sells. I, I, I just was surprised because it doesn't seem like a size that you know, if you're trying to build a you know, I mean, I'm sure it was made in small production. There are yeah. key hardcore Lancero yeah. followers, yeah. Yes. but it's just not ever a prolific amount of sales. Now, Michael's done Lanceros on the Nat Sherman before. He had those eight-inch Lanceros. They were fantastic, though. I'll say that. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. That Lancero, um, Lonsdale, thick, long, 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 that's my size of preference. I, I kind of get that 46. Give me a second. Yeah. We're going to do a quick improvisation. Paul's going to play a video, and we're going to do a quick refresh so the sound works again. Oh. Oh, all right. So we are going to go to oh, a quick break. Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. It just clips out. All right. We will go ahead with. Uh, just play something. Here we go. Back. Oh, all right. right. All right. Sound should be back. Somebody, let me know in the comments. I'm wondering if it's when I turn to talk to you guys that I'm having no, a problem. No, no, okay. No, it's just okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's move on. Uh, Casada has a PCA release uh, every year at the PCA trade show. They bring in the Oktoberfest. So uh, for the past three years, they've been doing a San Andreas Mexican wrapped uh, Oktoberfest, and they do different sizes. So. Uh, they've been sticking with that San Andreas blend that they introduced a couple of years ago for the 10th anniversary of the Oktoberfest. But this year they're bringing back one size, which is kind of a cool size. It's called the Salomon Press. They, they released this before as an event-only Oktoberfest cigar, so they're doing it again. If you look at the cigar on the far right, that is the uh, Salomon Press, it kind of looks like a barbell. If you look at it, it's pressed in the middle, it's rounded at the edges. It's kind of a, it's, I think it's their... As far as I know, they're the only per people doing that particular shape there right now. So um, there'll be three sizes that are available to everybody. But if you go to a Casada Oktoberfest event, you can buy the Oktoberfest uh, Salomon Press. Um, so you can look for that at the uh, PCA trade show 
this year. And they usually get those out in time for Oktoberfest. Speaking, cool. of, speaking of Quesada, did you guys see the interview with Fred and Manuel? Yes. What that, I know, I've seen very few interviews with, with him. And I learned so much from that interview with him. Manny's, really, Manny's never been a front guy. No. He's been around forever. I mean, my mentor, South Montana, literally introduced me to him hands on. He's been around forever. He's just never been a really front man. He was so great in that, in that uh, segment, though. He's I, probably one of the most engaging people. Like, when he does an event, he, he blends with everybody. He just, yeah. I was, I was outside doing, I think I was doing, like, Christmas decorations or something. And I had my, ear, my AirPods in. And I had to just stop. And put the phone down to watch it. Down to yeah, yeah, he'll he'll be sitting. He'll get he'll get here. You know, he'll he'll be you know two hours before the event starts and go, uh, hey, you got a broom? And then he'll go grab the broom and start cleaning up yeah. and stuff like that. You know, really like really will do it. Yeah, seems yeah. like a really great guy. But yeah. I, that was one that really stuck out to me actually. Yeah. Anything else you got going on? Uh, last thing is there's a new foundation cigar that's coming out. I've heard a lot about this buzz already. Yep. So what's interesting? It's called in Matapa. It is named for, uh, it's a brand that, um, named for, it's kind of honors a Nicaraguan poet named Ruben Dario. And uh, you'll see his image on there. What's kind of well, unique about this it. cigar is it's a Sumatra. So we've seen Sumatra as a bit of a theme. And that's the first time Foundation's doing a Sumatra. So, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting to see Nick start to play with other tobaccos right now. That'll be another PCA release. Um, and it's going to be offered kind of what they did with Olmac last year, two blends. So there'll be a Maduro, which is a darker one, and a Claro. Um, and uh, they'll be box pressed and uh, priced between $14.50 and $18 cigars. So right, that's, that's coming to AJ, right? That's coming out of AJ, yes. Um, so because, yeah, AJ, AJ's got some Sumatra to do. So, yep, so that's it for this week, though. All right, that's the news with cigar-coop.com. Yep. Please check him out for all the up-to-date news, yeah. always teaser and rumor-free. We have another package from Ultimus here we're going to give away. It's a box. We're going to test your trivia acumen right now really quick, see if you guys know an answer. But Alex is going to ask a question and see if you guys can win this box. You want the box, right? Yeah, get the Romeo and Juliet Get the box. Yeah. Get the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Look at Raphael. Oh, right. thank you, Raphael. Raphael's got it. There you go. Alex, you can ask a question. Raise your hand, we're going to call on you. Okay, so we had, we had a segment running for a little while during the Scoop with Coop called the STG Release of the Week. Okay. Right? How many weeks consecutively did that run without Ooh. pause? Oh, man. Oh, wow. I don't even know. Ooh. Let's throw a number, guys. Throw a number. Sean. Wrong. Wrong. Who said nine? Bingo. Johnny! Congratulations. Yeah, we validated that, too. You won that box. All right, then I was right. I thought it was nine. Cool. Yep. All right, we're going to go to our last dummy dialer tonight, and then we're going to go to, to um, Would You Rather with Fred Rui, and uh, we'll bring out the cake. Well, no, no, we got uh, heart. Oh, so we got it. Let's put the tail tape. Let's do that now. The longest running tail tape. Female heartthrobs. This is our number one fix. This will end this season officially. We'll come out with another season. Took us season. long enough. Right, took us longer. We'll come out with another season. Let's take it to the tail of the tape.
Taylor Tate was season six, right? Season. I lost six. track. It might be. I think it's six. Uh, yeah, season six. This is our number one pick of female heartthrobs. Let's start with the most worthless one, Paul DeGrocco. Come on, Let's man. Let's go. Paul's gonna redeem Minnie Mouse. Give, right, us your Dis- give us your Disney character. All right, my number one pick. Now, listen, you, you had a good one last week. I did. You, you had a good one last week. Don't let me down, because if you go backwards, I'm going to be disappointed. My number one pick, the number one Disney heartthrob, got to be Jessica Rabbit. It had to be. Come All on, right. man. You have some okay. respectability. You, you got it back, Paul. It is, without a doubt, <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. It's couldn't, true. couldn't beat anybody. You've gained a little respectability. Trying to get my wife to make that her Halloween costume oh, God, this year. Yes. Without a doubt. <laughs> Maybe it'll be yours. A little red wig. We'll see how it goes. Your there you go. Costume. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be Roger Rabbit. You know, I'll wear the floppy ears. No, she could be Roger Rabbit. You could be Jessica Rabbit. All right. Well, well, well I could do that. Yeah, I could pull it off. <laughs> He's got the boots. I'd be, yeah, I got him in there. I can see it. I can see it. All right, who's next? All right, I'll take it. So, so I was going down the, uh, the, the realm of hip-hop and R&B, yeah. but this person could absolutely make it on any list, and that is Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. That could Her be. Super Bowl performance at 50 was unbelievable. And still looking great. Hot! God damn. Hot. I, all right, that, that's a solid, solid number one. Could make any list. Solid number one. Jennifer Lopez, number one. Coop? All right, mine's a story of my life. This one, if you grew up in the 70s, she was the heartthrob. There was nobody close. I mean, you wore her on your T-shirt. You had posters up on a wall. It was Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. There you go. It's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah, there's no contest. No contest. Everybody had a Farrah Fawcett poster. I I mean, I had to argue with my parents to try to get the T-shirt. All right, I got to say, very respectable number one picks across the board. Anyone want to take a guess what my number one pick is in the audience? the fuck out of here. <laughs> the door. Anybody want to take a guess? Nobody? Man, I really thought this would be a lot easier for Bo Derek, I think, was in my number Yeah, she made it. She made it. She was number four or something on that I guess, I guess maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm nostalgic. My number one pick, female heartthrob, the epic, the epic, like the epitome. Oh, Marilyn, you gotta put up Marilyn Monroe. Okay, yeah, you can't oh, go. I didn't Marilyn know. I Monroe, tell. man. Look at that. You, you, can't. Can, you cannot say anything about Marilyn Monroe, man. Thank you. She fucked the president for Pete's sakes. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. That is true. She was a heartthrob in her own right. There's something about her. I mean, just look at that. Look at that face. There's just something about Marilyn. I think looking at Marilyn Monroe makes me feel like I could actually run into her, like running downtown at City Place. Look, look. There's somebody looking. She was awesome. I, I, I was young when it was her time. Still one of my all-time amazing Here's heart jobs. One of the most iconic photos ever. Mine was Marilyn Monroe. So let's put up our whole leaderboard. Do we have it or no? We have the leaderboard. Nice. Yeah, I wanted to put a bigger picture of a better uh, picture there, of Marilyn. That's epic. Yeah. Epic. Gorgeous. Classic beauty. All right, there's, so there we go. There's our picks. Pick of the week. Season six, Taylor Tate, female heart jobs. There's all our picks. Next season, next season, it will be. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we made a decision long Yeah, we made a decision. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be Tough Guys, TV or movies. Oh, all right. Top 10 Tough oh. Guys. I, I got 20 of them already. So Great. This one's going to be real easy. Probably cause a lot of debate. Male Tough Guys. So that is the end of season six, Tale of the Tape. Um, what do we got now? We got uh, just 
Would you rather? Would you rather, right? You got a would you yeah. rather? I ha of course I have a would you rather. What kind of guy would be? Are you ready to tell us what you rather, Fred? Absolutely. Brought to, you, brought to us by the fine folks over at Dirk's Cigars. It's time to find out, would you rather? We had like six or seven to choose from, yes. and that was, yes. that was the pick. That was the one we picked. All right, Fred, I'm going to ask you now a question. Would you rather? All right. Uh, as How many friend, questions are there? One. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. As a friend, I'm going to tell you this one was catered specifically for you. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I don't know if this is going to be an easy one for you. All right. We'll find out. You may struggle with this one. I might. Are you ready? I'm ready. Would you rather, Fred Rui, live a life without cigars? Or without bacon. I knew that was coming. Oh, man. I, uh, wow. Because we all know Fred Ruiz, the bacon yes. meister. This is, this, I knew that was coming. This show sucks. Oh. <laughs> Fred, my friend. Uh, look, I, I, be, it, I want you to really think about this. The rest of your living days, you is it going to be without cigars? Or without bacon. Take us through your thoughts, Fred. Like, yes. uh, you think I, I, I didn't. Here? So I, I have to. I, I have to lean on frequency, and I have to lean on more just enjoyable experiences. So I would go without bacon. The funny thing, before you say anything, I'm not sure which way this is going. Me I, they, <laughs> based on those comments, I'm not really sure which way this is going. I, I'd have to go without. Bacon. Wow. Really? Serious? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, probably I, live a longer life. I really bacon. thought you came to that way quicker. Than, I thought you would have to struggle a little bit more. No, I mean, look. I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think you can make that call. <laughs> yeah, I think it's better with bacon. It, it is. It Everything. is. It is. Like it is. Ice cream, he's, might question, make it better. he's questioning. He's questioning. No, no. I, I, I don't. I, I could give up bacon before I could give up cigars. Would the answer change if you didn't make a paycheck from the cigar industry? I was going to say, bacon don't pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, bacon don't pay the bills. Bacon and no, I mean, I, look, I mean, you're talking about, if you, I mean, I couldn't sit in here and not have a cigar. I could have breakfast without bacon. Really? I mean, yeah, I could. I mean, you know. How long do you think you can go for it without having a cheeseburger without bacon? Oh. Or, I mean. So, funny enough, I don't. Don't tell me you don't have bacon on your burger. I usually don't. I usually don't. Although my, 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 best, my best cheeseburger recipe does have bacon on it, but I normally don't get bacon when I go out and just get a burger because they usually screw up the bacon. So, you know. I don't get bacon when I go out on burgers. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. At home, I do, and I do, I do, I do double or triple cut bacon uh, when I do it at home because my perfect cheeseburger, that's part of the recipe for what I have on, on the perfect cheeseburger. Are you hungry? I am now. There's a place that's got great bacon on their burger on the way. Well, there's like food over here. I know. Yeah, there is food there. I know. A lot of food here. All right. Well, there you have it, Fred. Fred wow. Rui would rather go a whole life without bacon. I never thought anybody would get me to say wow. that. I never. <laughs> then give up cigars. The, Nat the National Bacon Institute will be reaching out to you this week. <laughs> Losing they, bacon sponsorship. I'm not. I hope the yeah. people that send me free bacon, though yeah. the different manufacturers don't actually see this show. <laughs> So we went very long today, everyone. Listen, Thank first you. off, honestly, 500 episodes. We never thought we'd be doing it. Um, if I could have somebody bring, we have a cake for everybody. If we, 
You know what? If you could just, as you walk by, put it on that camera so he can get a picture of this, this cake Beautiful you made cake. right there. There you go. Did you get that? Did you get that? Hold on. Stay there while he gets that. He didn't get my cue. I tried to. There, there we go. We got it. There we go. We got it. So let's put that cake right here. 500th episode. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Um, I, I really, I really want to thank really everybody. Thank you. Who came up today? I know some of you guys came far. Yeah. I know we had a lot of technical, technical difficulties. I hope we still entertained you. For everybody at home out there watching us, watching us today, watching us on the toilet tomorrow, next week, <laughs> wherever you're at, thank you for following us. We do this every Saturday because we know there are people out there that enjoy spending their Saturday mornings with us. Best way to start your Saturday every morning. Yeah. Big thanks to Rafael Nodal from Altidus. Fred, thank you so much. Evan, Dar Evan Darnell and the fine folks at Windy City Pizza in Delray Beach as well. Uh, to the smoking crew who had to come in early and work with last yep. night, setting all this up. To our lovely bartender, Sarah, who came in extra early to wait on everybody today. Moxie, my crew, who helped coordinate everything. Matt Briggs, our operational guy. Woo! To, the, to, to my three partners who sit up on this table and on the broadcast with me every week. Awesome guys. And I'm, I'm proud to really, even this guy, I'm proud to really <laughs> share this spot with them every week. Paul, Alex, and William Cooper. Yeah. Every place, please give it a hand for them. And not that the technical difficulty is their fault. This is a first time broadcast, but thanks to uh, Nick Stoner and the fine folks over at ShowPro. Yeah. They're the guys who do our Great Smoke broadcast every year. They came in to help make this a reality for everybody so we could do the show in Thank front of a fellas. live audience. Thank you guys. They were here seven this morning. So 500 episodes. Hopefully we'll do it again at 600. Everybody, everybody have a great weekend. And until next week, please keep it lit.